Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, What's Rich. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, nothing. We are here. <laughs> nothing is oh. going on at all. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> quite literally this are, time, Jason, nothing is yeah, going on. Yeah. A lot of things are going on, but none of them having to do with basketball. So we are, uh, of course, talking about the. Oh, wait a minute. All right. I'm hearing myself. Uh oh, you're getting feedback. <laughs> I'm getting feedback. Oh, oh, you might be on. Oh, you probably have the YouTube right. video open. Yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're right. not, we're, we're. My bad. Okay, very confused. We're bad okay, at this, but no, we're good. We're going to be good at this, but we're bad at this. We right are, now, so. we are bad at this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. First time we've uh, done it this way. Before, I did, you know, so. Jason, to make you feel better. The first time I did a live stream, I did the same thing because it has like that 10 second delay. So you kind of forget that it even exists. Okay. And then you start talking, and all of a sudden, a barrage of your own voice just starts filling, I, and you have no idea what to do. You just like you just want to scream. You don't know, like it's, just, it's weird. It's but you're good. Yeah. So this is going well you're so far. It. So yes. Uh, so uh, as I mentioned, Rich is here. Obviously, for Rich, we also have with us uh, Raina Slattis of the Handle Podcast, and also the wonderful and uh, reborn YouTube channel. From my understanding, Lamar Matic. Uh, Rainus, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, I can tell you that Latvia might actually have much less going on than the USA, so okay, part of the reason why the channel is reborn for the time being. Yeah. <laughs> well, giving us some great content in our absence of, uh, of NBA content. And uh, we're supposed to have Curtis Harris uh, joining us for Hoops History, but he's having some technical difficulties. We'll see if he's able to join us as well. But we are talking about the Seattle Supersonics versus the Houston Rockets, uh, Game 7 of the 1993 Western Conference Semifinals. And uh, should we get going on the game? Yeah, I'm ready to go. So I'll hit play whenever uh, you're ready, Jason. All right, let's go. Boom. All right. So the... uh, the context here, of course, is that um, the Rockets and the Sonics, they're both 52, or excuse me, 55 and 27 during the season. The Rockets were the Midwest Division winner, so they were the number two seed. Sonics, number three. Houston is the home team here. Uh, each, um, each team had won all of the home games in this series. And most of them had actually been blowouts. The, the closest... Uh, margin of uh, victory in this game was nine points in game one from by the Sonics. So a lot of, uh, a lot of blowout games here, but, um, but obviously you, you get some excitement with the game seven with two, you know, really good teams uh, with uh, the Western conference kind of wide open with the Lakers no longer being a threat. And um, you know, the, uh, some exciting young teams, including the, the, the Rockets, the Sonics, the Suns to a degree, of course, the Blazers still being a powerhouse, a you know, really wide open Western Conference. I do want to say one thing real quick. Uh, when if if for everybody that's uh, that's watching right now, let us know how the audio sounds uh, in the chat. 
uh, on YouTube. Let me know if you can hear us well, if you can hear the game. So, so we want the game to not be super loud. We want us to obviously be louder than the game, but yeah, let me know if the voices sound right and the mixing is all right. Like I said, we're kind of new to, uh, uh, to doing this. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll be veterans in uh, right. a few short weeks. I would like yeah. to not be. Hopefully we all have way too much to do uh, in another month or two and we don't have to do too many of these, but I'm having fun with this anyway. So absolutely. I'm absolutely. excited. It's, it's, Always great to have you uh, to join up with you guys and to uh, talk about uh, live games. You know, this is kind of our usually our holiday tradition, but um, but we've got it. Uh, we're, we're doing a special one uh, this time for for watching this game and uh, for, for what's going on in this in this series. But yeah, um, so Rainus, you know, what's kind of the first thing you think of? You know, 1993 Rocket Sonics. What what sort of stands out to you when it comes to you know the build up to this game? I think it's the fact that it's sort of a coming-of-age season for GP and Sean Kemp, right? Because uh, from from today's perspective, you almost would expect, uh, you know, much better production in regards to what they put up in the box score. But uh, you have to remember that this is Sean Kemp's first All-Star year and Gary Pettin was kind of a late bloomer. I think Mm -hmm. he's 25 or 26 in this season and uh, you sort of... uh, don't know that off the top of your head that uh, you know there there were a couple of seasons before he really took off so i think that's what something you have to keep in uh, your mind and uh, i think we'll return to the way uh, Peyton performed in this game later on as he gets going right yeah i mean you mentioned you know campus 23 and you know 17.8 points per game 10.7 rebounds you know good good numbers but not uh you know what he would later become the leading scorer of the team's actually ricky pierce uh with uh 18.2 points per game at 33 years old they had a lot of guys who averaged double figures uh Derek mckee gary payton sam perkins eddie johnson you know their, their other top guys were nate mcmillan and michael cage so really, you know, um, balanced team, kind of a mix of young guys and veterans. Obviously, their best, you know, players were were pretty young. McKee was only twenty six at this point, and was kind of probably their their third best player, um, give or take. Obviously, they're going to be trading him for uh, Shrimp pretty soon. But um, but yeah, they, definitely coming uh, up and coming team for them and for the Rockets. You know, really interesting emerging from a very listless period in Akeem Olajuwon's career in terms of team success. Um, you know, obviously went to the finals in 86 with the Twin Towers, Ralph Sampson. Then after, you know, the 87 drug scandal and injuries and, you know, things the Rockets dealt with, they really, you know, were not a successful team at all. You know, very mediocre team from, um, you know, 88 season through 92. You know, team that was winning, you know, between like, you know, 38 and 42 games every year. They did have a couple of playoff appearances, but, you know, definitely were not, um, you know, during Akeem's prime years, they were not really going anywhere um, during that time. No, and, and we've we've talked about it on, on, on past episodes of Over and Back. I mean, and we, we've even cited, like, newspaper articles at the time as well. Like, Hakeem was not, like, you know, we, we know him now as, like, the god of Houston. And those two titles were, like, so, like, him putting his stamp on the NBA. But there was a real period here where it was like, all right, is Hakeem really the guy that we want leading our team? Is Hakeem really the best guy uh, for the future of the Houston Rockets? Is Hakeem as good as he, you know, says he is or thinks he is or whatever? Because and, and there was some issues, too, where, you know, he even, I believe, I don't remember if it was, like, an explicit trade request, but it was a little bit of a, you know, eh, you know I don't know if I really love being here either. So, you know, this you know the, the titles kind of washed all that away, and, and we'll see even at the end of this game, you know, kind of spoiler alert in a lot of ways, is, is there is definitely talk about, you know, whether Hakeem is the guy and whether he is you know really worthy of 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 you know all the accolades that he's had at this point and worthy of being the top guy uh, on this team but it seems so foreign because yeah t- you know 
two, three years after this, it's like unheard of because it's like, you know, he stamped, you know, he, he, he proved his Hall of Fame career by winning those two titles. But yeah, this time you got to remember, I mean, they, they went to the finals right away, you know, in his career. And then, as you said, it was kind of listless. It was just kind of nothing. And it's like, if this guy's really as good as he is, then why aren't we, you know, doing more? Why aren't we winning more? And, and, and it was an interesting question at the time. Yeah. And from today's perspective, you probably look at those those rosters for like seasons like 89, 90, and they had some really random dudes playing alongside Hakeem, which probably was part of the problem as well. Yeah. Although, the, yeah, they actually had a lot of, I mean, they definitely had some random guys, but they also like, they were random guys who were on that, like were, were with the Rockets for a long time. Like they, they it took them a while to really like change over the roster or find the pieces that really, you know, fit well with Akeem, you know, to, you know, get uh, someone like Otis Thorpe, you know, in a trade or, you know, draft someone like Robert Ory or, you know, um, get Kenny Smith from the Kings, you know, get Vernon Maxwell, you know, and it was uh, mostly unheralded guys too. You know, they, they didn't have, you know, they were again, not bad enough to the point where they were drafting, you know, high picks. They, they kind of, you know, they were eventually able to make some savvy trades, but it really took a while for that roster to come together. And, um, Akeem was stuck with a lot of, you know, like I said, random dudes for, for quite a while. Um, and also, you know, Don Chaney was the coach there for several years, you know, and, and they did not have, for the most part, did not have strong seasons there. But, um, you know, really did finally, you know, they, they made a coaching change with Rutan Janovich, you know, had a, uh, a 12-13 game, game improvement from the previous season. The Sonics had uh, not quite a staunch improvement, but had a, I believe, an eight-game improvement from the previous season with George Carl in his first year as their coach. So, um, you know, both had benefits of new coaches and, you know, and some, some growth in their young players and obviously some coalescing of, you know, new systems. Yeah. I think one of the things I you know, in, in, in getting ready for this series and getting ready for this game or whatnot that we're, they're watching here is, uh, uh, two teams faced each other at the beginning of the year, actually first two games of the season, they, uh, uh took place in Tokyo or, uh, sorry, Yokohama, Japan. Um, and that was, interestingly enough, the third and fourth regular season games ever to take place in Japan is uh, 1990. Uh, the Suns and the Jazz also had uh, games uh, in Japan. They had them in Tokyo. So, yeah, these teams already faced each other first two games of the season in kind of interesting circumstances as well. Uh, Sonics won both, though. And, and you know, as we kind of talk about, you know, where these teams and how they got here, I mean, the Sonics were pretty much just like, they were just like kind of a good team all year, like a good solid team all year. But the Rockets, interestingly enough, and this kind of was a theme for the Rockets, it seems, uh, in most of their you know most successful years, is like out of the gates they weren't very good. I mean, they were under five hundred at a certain point, and they railed off like a thirteen game and an eleven game win streak, very similar to that ninety five title year where they, you know like mid season ninety five they're like ah hey, we're not that good, and then you know they acquire Clyde Drexler, and then they just kind of get going and, and and ride that momentum the rest of the year. We kind of see that with this year too, where it's like they're okay midway through the year, and then they just all of a sudden start just getting really, really good. And, and sorry, I said 13. It was actually a 15-game win streak, so even better for them uh, there. So they were a streaky, uh, a very, very streaky team, and, and that would kind of continue throughout the 90s for them. Yeah. Ricky Pierce showing us the art of the mid-range jumper, you know, which uh, <laughs> a lot of people are drooling over that right now, I'm sure, you know, who uh, who missed that. So There's like some – what's interesting, the Houston is spacing, but then they just like – and this is the thing when you watch old basketball, you're always like, there you go, perfect spacing. And then they just like, you know, take a dribble in. You're like, oh, right, <laughs> like, yeah. no, just shoot it from there. Because <laughs> like, right. like yeah. right there, I forget who it was. It was, I, 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 I might have been Kenny Smith was like wide open for three. And he's like, no, 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 yeah. no. All Otis right. Thorpe's yeah. open for 15. I better give it to him. Take a step in. Yeah, it makes more sense. You know? Yeah. He's closer, yeah. so it's obviously a better shot. <laughs> right. Or yeah, you'll see yeah. him and they're wide open. And you're like, there you go. And then they're like, you know, two dribbles in and then shoot it. And you're like, oh. But, you know, coaches would have, like, what are you doing taking a 
three. Terrible shot. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we, so we didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should have known, but we didn't know, and that's fine. Yeah. So. Well, the, the Rockets were actually one of the first teams that, that kind of knew. They they actually, you know, were the, you know, one of the first teams that shot from a you know fairly high volume for three. I mean, not, you know, anywhere near what they're doing today, but and had a good offense and were a successful team, you know, kind of built upon that. So, you know, kind of Olajuwon and then four guys who could kind of space the floor. That was kind of, you know, their, their mode for a lot of their success. Has has anyone written about the fact that Rick Pitino's Knicks is as bad as they were were actually also on the forefront on this? I'm I'm pretty sure they were also ahead of the curve. I want to say I read somebody. Yeah, somebody recently wrote it, right? The the '90 team and that actually team was good. That that team actually was like a 50, you know. 50-ish win team. Um, Sam, see, Sam okay. Perkins knew what's up. Sam, oh, yeah. he, knew in, he knew in like 1985 and everybody gave him shit for it. And Sam right. fucking Perkins, he was like, right. guys, I'm telling you, three is more than two. And they're like, get out of here, right. Sam. Get down right, low. Sam. He's like, no, right. but it's, yeah. I could be a tall guy and then I go to the three-point line and then the big man leaves this paint and they're like, get out of here, Sam. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I will say, Rich, I think one thing we failed to do is adequately show our appreciation for Sam Perkins on this uh, podcast in, in general. You know, we've, we've done a lot with this podcast. I think we've done, you know, a, a good many things. Yeah. But I, 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 I do think Sam we, we sort of failed. Yeah, we, we have kind of failed there a little bit. So. I, I will say, though, one thing, too, for Sam Perkins on uh, Seattle, real quickly, the transactions Seattle did during the year, which I think was, you know, two really big transactions for them, two really, you know, really kind of set the stage for what they'd be for, for years to come. Uh, acquired Vincent Askew from the Sacramento Kings. The Kings were always willing to give you talented players if you just asked yeah. them in the 90s. And, you know, they're like, yeah, sure. Hey, take Kenny Smith. Sure. Yeah, take Vincent Askew. We're fine. Yeah, whatever, uh, yeah. And then they traded Benoit Benjamin to the uh, Lakers for Sam Perkins, which. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Right. They pulled that off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, he, the Lakers he, are probably sick of Sam taking all those threes. They're like, this guy, yeah. get down. We need somebody. Hey, listen, we need a big listen, body down there. Hey, Benoit Benjamin. Yeah, there's a big man available. You got to trade for him. I mean, you, you, right. you got to get a center. You, gotta, you can't win without a center in this league. So, can you, can you jump over a phone book? No. Can you run? No. All right, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's what we need. We need a bruiser down there. Get yeah. over here, Benoit. Curtis appears to have joined us. Can we hear him, Curtis? Curtis, Curtis are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you're yes. he's low. Quiet, but we can got hear it. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can turn it up. Yeah, there he is. There we go. Nice, wonderful. We're just extolling the virtues of uh, of Sam Perkins right now. So, <laughs> uh, is that better? That's that good. is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. No, I, I've been listening to y'all for a while. Uh, I'll okay. speak for the Oh, right we didn't know he was listening. Oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, awkward, man. awkward. Hey, hey Curtis. Uh-oh. Sorry, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it turns out I just have to change to a completely different computer, and now it works fine. Oh. <laughs> ah, there you go. Okay. Well, that works. Yeah. Good nice. Thing, yeah, good thing I have two computers. Now, so. oh, that, that newsletter yeah. money's coming in good, I guess. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's the steal. <laughs> This is the older computer. This is the one that's now seven years old, and it works ah, just fine on well, this There you go. <laughs> nice. Anyways, yeah, I don't like Sam Perkins hacking Olajuwon. Oh, no. stop. Olajuwon's yeah. a weakling. Yeah. Here comes Curtis. <laughs> yeah. A minute in, and he's already a, a rocket's oh, homer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. There you go. You know, I can't really feel too bad for you, Curtis, given you know what happens with the Rockets for the next two seasons. I mean, yeah, this is a moment of heartbreak for you, I understand, but, I mean – Everything turned out kind of all right. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, the two years we won the title, we didn't play the Sonics. We look and at the, the listen Sonics, to this guy. Listen yeah. to this guy. <laughs> and the Sonics were embarrassed in the first round both years. So that's true. It's, 
It turned, I, it turned out very well for us. I, I didn't realize how much the Sonics owned the um, Rockets in the playoffs. Um, you know, one this year and then one in 96 and in 97, uh, plus three times in the 80s. So really, um, <laughs> that I, was I, awful. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I, I didn't realize. It. The, the, officially, the um, this was the fourth meeting between the Sonics and the Rockets in the playoffs. The uh, Sonics won 2-1 in the 1982 first round, which is um, the final Moses Malone series as a Rocket. And then the so- Sonics won 4-2 in the 87 Western Semis. And then the Sonics won 3-0 in the 89 first round. Uh, and then again would win uh, 4-0 in the 96 semis and 4-3 in the uh, 97 uh, semis. So so I think what definitively um, you can say if, if the Sonics had not choked, they would have wait, easily wait. beaten the, uh, wait, the Rockets. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I think you misread. 97, the Rockets won 4-3. Oh, I did misread that. That was the one time the Rockets beat the Sonics. That's right, so. because the, they, that's where they filled the Jazz. So, oh, well, I, I, uh, I'm in. I'll change my notes now. So. Thank is you. that we the Eddie won. Johnson shot or something along those uh, lines? No, that was the next series against Utah. Uh, Eddie okay. Johnson won that. Uh, at least won that game, of course. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, all the John Stockton slander you want on this podcast is fine. You know, Sam Perkins, <laughs> we're not going to accept it. But John. No, Stockton, yeah, yeah. Leave that. Know. Leave that at the door. But yeah, the Stockton, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, we don't care. I, I love. I love Sam. I love. Yeah. Love Sam. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, so um, so obviously you heard us, uh, you know, talking to kind of about the history of the Sonics and the Rockets up to this point. Um, any additional thoughts on kind of the you know the preamble to you know this '93 season for either team, or you know specifically what happened in '93 leading up to this? No, I think y'all did a good job covering it. I heard of quite a bit of it. Um, glad you mentioned the Rockets being one of the. I guess one of the uh, groundbreakers in uh, space on the floor and taking lots of three pointers. Is it, were they st- was that already in '93 or was that a little bit later? Where they did that more happen when they you know when they shortened the three point line? Uh, no, they were. I mean, they, it escalated when they shortened the three point line, obviously. But uh, Ru- Rudy T seems to have had it. The philosophy of uh, like really have Olajuwon and to a lesser extent Thorpe. Uh, dominate down low. They kind of have the guys, the other guys on the perimeter, kind of space it out. Uh, but it, it definitely escalated when they got they got Sam Cassell later on uh, the next season. It had just added to it. Any opinions about Magic Johnson as a uh, commentator? I, I, I think we <laughs> mentioned before the show began, uh, before we started recording, that uh, of course Magic is the third commentator along with Don with. Um, I'm think I for some reason I said Don Stockton. Who am I thinking? Dick Stockton. Wow. Stockton. Dick Stockton. Thank you. Wow. My uh, I somehow got John Stockton and Dick Stockton um, conflated in my head. <laughs> made Don, a Stockton. Don Stockton. Yeah. Yes, I made Don Stockton out of nowhere, and of course uh, Steve Snapper Jones. But uh, any feelings on Magic Johnson as a commentator? Just blah. The less the yeah. less said is probably the better. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Better so or worse as a uh, a talk show host or a commentator. Yeah. Oh, talk show host. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, and 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 worst. Uh, do we say do we say Isaiah Thomas or um, Magic was worse as a commentator? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. At, le- at least Magic is very excited to be at the game. Yeah, Isaiah okay. looked like he was at gunpoint. Yeah, he sounded like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he may have been. I probably yeah. so. Isaiah didn't have the the mumbling problem that Magic did though. So that's very yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's you know, it's not a good uh, it's not a good trade. So 
Oh, look, look at it, ISO. Man. Look at yeah, ISO nice. Maxwell there. Look at nice. Nice nice little hit there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> right, I like that. On. I'll say this. Since Max hit that shot, I hate uh, – uh, I shouldn't say hate. I respected the Sonics as much as I hated that they beat us in the playoffs, but I still respected them because they had Kemp and uh, McKee and Shrimp and um, Eddie Johnson and Rick, Ricky Pierce. So lots of people that you can love on the basketball court. You missed one guy there. Who? Gary Payton, or or was that on purpose? No, no, I was just thinking of guys. I just happened to, it was yeah. an accident. No, I, I like you. Okay. Um, now, the Jazz, I hate the Jazz. Right. <laughs> so when Mad Max hit that shot, that reminded me that I hate the Jazz, because Mad Max is still feuding with Utah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> forgot about follow that, him, yeah. Follow him on Twitter. There's like a tweet every two weeks or so. He's just like dunking on Utah for no reason. Okay. I <laughs> I thought I thought I read something about him and trying to make peace with Utah, but um, but maybe that uh, didn't actually that, happen. That tweet was very sarcastic. He was not ah, okay. He was not right. making peace at all. Okay, fair enough. Hey, you I know, think... we, Vern Maxwell does not need to make peace. You know, not, not everyone needs to be at peace. You know, it's it's just not it's not for everybody. Some of us need to be at war. You know, that's just that's life. I know Some something happened uh, a couple of weeks ago when Bogdanovich hit that shot. Oh, or that must have been a month ago. But uh, yeah. I think he was offering a fake, a fake passing of peace. But uh, oh, okay. he, he, gotcha. he, let her, he let her express his feelings about you, then. Gotcha. What's well, on? You know, I understand. Yeah. Ricky Pierce. Gotta love Ricky There's Pierce. Ricky Pierce stat line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 70.1.3 assists. Yeah. He's Why are they even bringing up? Yeah, just right. don't even put right. the assist in there. Yeah. Right. Is he running coronavirus? Oh, no, no. Carl. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, my God. Yeah. Ricky Pierce knew. <laughs> yeah, we, we really yeah. We really knew. That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. Yes. So, yeah, so playoff-wise, uh, the Rockets got here by beating the Clippers 3-2 in the first round. This was uh, the first back-to-back playoff appearances for the franchise since um, – for the Clippers since 76 when they were the Braves and would not make the back-to-back playoffs again until 2013. So um, not a good history for the Clippers, as, uh, as you may have heard listening to the show if you know anything about the history. And um, – the uh, Sonics, meanwhile, beat the Jazz. Uh, Curtis has hated Jazz. Vernon Maxwell's hated Jazz in the uh, first round, uh, which was the third straight playoff appearance for the Sonics. The first uh, officially under George Carl. Uh, the, well, for a full season under Carl, he took over at the end of the uh, prior season. So, um, so yes, as uh, as you mentioned earlier, they both had big improvements and new coaches from the previous season. Um, and Rudy T had been a assistant for the prior nine years uh, in. Houston before landing the uh, the coaching gig, and uh, George Carl had already had two um, short stints with uh, Cleveland and Golden State that did not end well, and uh, would have a longer stint with Seattle that would also not end well. So, yeah, this is like his redemption tour. He was pretty much, I don't, I don't want to say banished, but he was over in, in Europe in exile, and this was his chance back in the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But he could coach, obviously. You know, he had some. Uh, not not great in the first round, but outside of that, you know, could coach uh, could coach pretty well. So he can coach and ruin relationships. He's pretty good at those <laughs> yes, two. Those two things, yes. We're gonna be a snake, yeah. <laughs> yes, right. yes. So former over and back uh, podcast guest. Uh, yeah, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. So um, a little furious, George. Yeah, we watched. Yeah, read, read the book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the book was interesting. It was I, good. I, I liked I, it. I liked it. Yeah. 
Honestly, I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm not a fan of everything he wrote in the book, but I, I think it was, you know, he had some interesting insights and it's, I think it's actually worth reading despite, you know, whatever flaws you have or whatever, you know, you might think of uh, the agendas that he's trying to, um, you know, um, oh, there we go. Nice, uh, nice feed. That was fun. Um, yeah, whatever you kind of think of him, I still think it's, you know, interesting enough to read. He obviously had an interesting career as a coach and as a player. So. Oh, real quickly, Curtis, uh, since none of us had really heard this ever. So when, when, when the game started, uh, you could hear it kind of faintly on our, our feed, but if people want to go back and listen to it, uh, Steve Snapper Jones called Derek McKee Casper the Friendly Ghost. Was that ever Derek McKee's nickname? I have never heard. That. I never have either. And I was like, "What a terrible nickname, too." He's probably like, I'm, "Hopefully, like I mean, he heard that and was like, hey, Steve." Like, I mean, it does kind of describe McKee because I don't think I've ever heard him talk, and he seems like a nice guy. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. basketball reference only lists Heavy D as his uh, as his nickname, uh, but not not Casper the Friendly Ghost. So yeah, I mean, I just want to make two tangential points. Uh, first off, if you haven't seen Game Five of the Rockets Clippers uh, from this season, it is a really good game. It's not. It's like I think it ended like ninety to eighty eight, and Olajuwon saved the Rockets' ass, but they really almost got beat by the Clippers in the first round. It was yeah, really good game. Uh, and then also the Sonics. I think this might be the best team ever with the flat tops they got. I, I was I was gonna say they have like five dude yeah like so like, they all have the same haircut and it all it rules every single guy looks incredible. They got some, they got some sharp flat tops in that. Team. Yes, this is yeah that, that's a good point. That's yeah, Derek a, McKee, Kemp, Pierce. I think yeah. everybody but Gary, right? Or does Gary even have one at this point? Gary might still have it at this point. Because yeah, he had a flat top in the early 90s. Yeah, okay. I'd have to see. I don't, I didn't, I Even didn't. Michael Cage. Yeah, I, when I think of Michael Cage, I, th- I think more curly, you know, longer hair. But um, Not when you're in yeah. Seattle. <laughs> no, no. Not early early 90s, man. Jerry Curl was gone by that point. Yeah, Only right. Ice Cube. Only Ice Cube was still rocking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Doughboy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and Easy E. Can't forget Easy E. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Can't forget, yeah. I would never forget Easy E, you know. So. Yeah, basically, if you had to have been a member of NWA in order to still rock the Jerry Curl, you know. Because you weren't going to tell those guys, hey, the Jerry Curl. No, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, Uh, here we go. go. (laughs) Let's go. No flat top there. Yeah. 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 Bring out Steve Scheffler. Yeah. Yeah. 11-year Rockets veteran, Matt Bullard, you know, goes away for a year, and they just got to bring him back. (laughs) Right. Not the Rockets, not Matt Bullard. He's already wearing like a full knee brace. He's like 22 years old at this point. Look at watch when get all this. Yeah, that's yeah. Defensive, yeah. Play, defensive player of the year this year, right? Yep. Yep. And the yeah. announcers mentioned the record that will be broken in a year against those same Sonics. That Olojuwon is the first one to block 30 shots in a series. I think yeah. the campaign is about to do that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the next year, ninety four, and a five game series, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, right. I, well, that's pretty amazing. I um, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. So um, um, speaking of Elijah Wan, he of course uh, had some very fierce stat lines in the series. Uh, game one, he had uh, twenty six sixteen with five blocks, um, although he had forty eight true shooting percentage and six turnovers in. Uh, Game one, which Seattle won 99 to 90. The Sonics had six players in double figures. Eddie Johnson had 20 off the bench. Uh, game two, Elijah Wan had 28, 13, and five blocks. Maxwell, 25, six, and nine. Uh, 
Perkins led the Sonics to 23 points, including five of six from three-point range because he understands that three is more than two. Damn right. Uh, Gary, pa- Gary Payton, 22 points. Game three, the uh, Sean Kemp leads all Sonics with 12 points, um, which is kind of amazing. Uh, Otis Thorpe uh, leads the um, Rockets 28 and 14. Uh, game four, uh, Kemp had 23 and 18, but only 42% true shooting. Um, Olajuwon, probably his best stat line of the series, 24, 12, and 5, plus three steals and eight blocks. Um, game five, Akeem had 25, 14, and 5, Kemp with 19 and, and 12. Uh, game six, uh, again, the Sonics with low scoring. The Perkins and Peyton lead, this, lead the team with 14 points. Uh, Kenny Smith had 30 points and five assists. Um Akeem at 14, 10, and 4 with three steals and five blocks. Notably, uh, Sean Camp also only one point with an 0 of 2 shooting, although he averaged 16.5 throughout the series. So not a strong game for him um, for game six. As I mentioned, most of the games were um, were blowouts um, with, uh, again, the, the closest margin being game one, 99 to 90. So not, not, a, not a real exciting uh, games one through six for the uh, most part. And Hakeem with a very rare field goal, right? This this last possession, and what I'm really looking for is seeing why. Why the hell did he only attempt 13 field goals in Game Six, and none free throws, by the way? And in this game, okay, 15 field goals, 10 free throws, but it's a 50-minute game for him. So, from the first quarter, it seemed like Seattle are okay with just sending a hard double and letting Mad Max shoot. Yeah, I we're 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 going to see that later in the game too because I actually have an article right now at Fanside talking about the final play of this game which are the, the the big the, the final like notable play of this game where you know uh uh we'll, we'll talk about it when it happens but yeah it, it seems like no matter what happens Hakeem gets in the lane and they're just sending like four guys at him like hey anybody like literally anybody else in the Rockets please beat us we don't care we're not letting Hakeem beat us which is not the worst strategy to be honest like yeah you know you got a lot of tough guys and a lot of really good shooters but you know I I, I get why you would just say you know what screw it Let's see what Vernon Maxwell can do. Like, let's just not let Hakeem, especially when he had 25, 24, you know, 28, 26, you know, in, in prior games of the series. So I get it. Yeah, no, this, this was always unfair with the Sonics. They had so many people. Like, I was looking at their rosters, and the Sonics could legitimately go to 10 players on their team and get something uh, good out of them mm-hmm. on any game. And the Rockets is like, okay, you got the starting five, and then. And Scotty Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Scotty. Guys, who else they have on the team? Uh, Carl is Carla around with their bench, yep. bench player? It's like they had, they had nothing on the bench. He, he, he was – yeah, he was sixth on the team in minutes. So, um, so yes, I um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, Scott Brooks, you got Matt Bullard. You got, you got uh, Sleepy Floyd still uh, hanging around. Um, I don't know if he's still active at this point in the series or if he, uh, if he made the playoff roster, but um, – he uh, yes, he, he played eight point six uh, um, eight point six minutes played in seven games on the series. Tree Rollins also on the uh, playoff roster, uh, two point seven minutes in six games played. So thirty seven year old uh, Tree Rollins, he had like another five years in the league. He played forever. So Terry Teagle also uh, managed to uh, round out the uh, playoff roster. So quite an assortment yeah, he- there. He arrived from Italy, I think, at the last moment. He played with Tony Kukoc that year. This is like he played like two two games in the regular season. I took a look at it earlier, and three in the playoffs. So it's a last hurrah for him. I wonder how many guys played more playoff games in a season than uh, regular season games in a season. That, that has to be a pretty short list. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, McGrady would Team be out there first. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, 
Kevin Johnson had that one year. Maybe, maybe they pressed him back because I forgot who got hurt. Um, the 99 when he it's like it's like 99 to 2000. Maybe okay. One at the latest. Yeah. Somebody got hurt. They're like, hey, KJ, you want to kind of retirement and play like the last week of the season in playoffs? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So that one's cutting it close. Sure. That that's a uh, that's a fun one. Yeah, I was thinking Grant, I, uh, Grant Hill that one. I forget if he did he come back that one year. No, he didn't come back that year. Never mind. I'm trying to trying to remember the year he, he broke his foot. Um, say, yeah, don't count on Grant Hill coming back. No, no, unfortunately not. I should have said that. Yeah, I, uh, poor Grant Hill. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't Houston have somebody similar at the at the? Wasn't uh, one of the Jones brothers uh, like oh, their seven four eighth man oh, in '95 when they? Basically had no bench at all. It was Chucky uh, Brown, Tree Rollins, and yeah, that, that been Chucky. Charles Jones, I think. Yeah, Charles Jones. Yeah, I, he, I think yeah, but, he just didn't play at all. But he was with the team the whole year. He's didn't play a lot. All right, so I have to look up KJ just because uh, he played. Okay, he played three games during the regular season in '95, and um, Charles Jones did. And playoffs, uh, he played. Oh, 19 games. So yes, Charles Jones is on the list. Yeah, that's so. what I thought because he was like on his last legs and guarding Shaq for three or four minutes. Because that team. <laughs> that's probably to go well, but. Oh, that's yeah. Right yeah. He just hacked him. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, not, not a bad. Yeah, look at this hey. defense on Hakeem. Like, they just literally set five guys at him and were like, let <laughs> Scott Brooks take a three. We don't care. That yeah. was with there all with go. their hands up. Did you see that defense? It was interesting. Yeah, it was. It blitzed them and then all surrounded him and just put their hands up. It's like, and Hakeem knows it too. He's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And like Curtis is saying, the Seattle has a better right can can do that a little bit easier because they can you know if guys get tired, yeah, like six other dudes they can bring off the bench. Where yeah, Houston and they're all well, most of them are fairly athletic too. Yeah, well, you're gonna see uh, in, in, in the final play of the game, like Derek McKee, Sam Perkins, Ken, like these dudes just they they blitz Hakeem and then they run out on like two different passes to try to get yeah. people. It, it, it's yeah, their defense is really cool. It's it, it feels a lot yeah. like kind of a defense of today and like a team of today, really. I mean, with Gary Payton being yeah. like your smallest right. guy, but God, his arms were always, you know. Yeah. Got, yeah. Got, uh, got, a lot of wingspan. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah, they were. There. Like, the Rockets are trying now Kenny Smith and Scott Brooks as the point guards, and you got Payton and McMillan harassing them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> not, not ideal. Yeah, if you re- if you rely on Sam Perkins a lot, probably you need to switch out Ricky Pierce with Eddie Johnson. It, I f- they they would hold up in today's game, I think. Like stylistically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. There are yeah. little flaws. Is George Carl wearing a tie oh, that says 1992-1993 Seattle Sonics on it? <laughs> I hope they show him again. I swear to God, it has the tie has yeah. like a logo on it. Yeah. Well, now we're keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Right, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to yeah. like, distract you, but yeah. I'm almost positive it has like a logo on it. Almost a uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I um. I I don't know if it's possible to convey how cool Sean Kemp was for a brief period of time. Like he was at one point, I think, like may have been the coolest NBA player. At least in my perspective. I would you know, say for, so. Yeah. For that, yeah. Like the way he could dunk, he just had like a cool persona, and you know, like I, I, he was absolutely, you know, up there in you know awesome highlights, and you know, it was mostly just because of the dunking. I mean, he had some cool block shots and stuff, and could do some of the athletic stuff, but it was mostly because of the dunking. But and the dunking was awesome. Oh yeah, I, I need to write an article about this, but like I tweeted um, probably last year. 
uh, just like the Sonics and the Hornets were just uh, undoubtedly oh, the nice. coolest teams of the 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The uniforms look cool. Uh, the right. names are pretty good. But they did just the players. They also traded a lot of players, too. So, Right. So, like, Kendall Gill and Hersey Hawkins were on both of the teams. But then, you know, they also just had a lot of other cool players. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I think it would be hard to convey how cool the Charlotte Hornets – even harder to convey how cool the Charlotte Hornets were in, like, the 90s because that was that was a kind of a uh, – that's, I think, a harder to understand thing, e- even more so. I think because of the uniforms, you know, have um, – oh, yeah, you're right, 93, uh, 1993. <laughs> it's got some, like, uh, yeah. faux graffiti on it or something yeah. like that. That's so weird. That yeah. is a very 90s tie, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Reynas, I did, did the Charlotte Hornets, like, branding, did that penetrate beyond America too? Like, did they seem cool to you guys, uh, you know, at the time? Uh, I, I think mostly the superstars were cool in, in, in Latvia because, yes, I understand that we're right out of the Iron Curtain. So I'm not certain that the, the jackets, the Hornets jackets mm-hmm. made it over here. But I might be wrong about that. But mostly people gravitated towards Jordan and the Bulls. I think winning was simply the thing that was cool. And obviously the, the players who, you know, were superstars. Yeah. All right. That's another shitty pass. Yeah. Ori just needs to take that damn shot. He keeps doing it. That's three times now he's done that same pass and they they right. know it's coming. Roberts, big shot by my ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why they almost traded his ass to Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> right, more, right. more like more pass, you know, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Actually, right. They did trade his ass to Detroit, but the trade fell through. So. Oh, there you go. When was that? I don't, I don't remember that one. Uh, I forget exactly when. It was. I can't remember if it was the offseason in 93. I think, I mean, it was definitely after the series, but I think it was the offseason okay. in 93. They tried trading him uh, for Sean Elliott, and the trade fell through. Oh, uh, okay. Good God. Gary Penning and Scotty Brooks. What a matchup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, someone airballed a finger roll. That yeah, sense. that was. That I think was it was Sam. Bad. It was our boy Sam. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you know, you know what? Well, That's why he didn't want to go in the paint. He's like, guys, I'm not yeah, that good. I'll, I'll take a three. <laughs> Let I'll me do what I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Jump ball. Yeah. This is still, uh, this is the pre, uh, this is the pre-renovated key arena, right? This is still Seattle Center. I mean, yeah. it looks like tiny, man. It looks like a fucking auditorium. You know what I mean? It, it's so, right. it's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. To see like a, you know, 90s NBA team playing in like, yeah, it looks like a, a armory. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it can be argued that this is the this game is going to be the greatest moment of the Peyton era because I don't recognize anything that happened in the Red Sonics uniforms. So that's fair. You know, ninety ninety six doesn't count. So I, you know, I would say that this is probably it, right? Any probably. argument there? Yeah. Because 90, 94, 95 are two huge disappointments, right? Right, and then ninety six. Ninety five is Lakers, right? Yeah, 95 is Lakers, 90, 94, of course, is Rockets, you know. Ooh, and, 93 uh, MVP, Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, never maybe. know. We'll see. We'll find out in a few days. <laughs> we will find out in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Curtis says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the unbiased observer that um, – how, how, uh, how was his MVP voting before that? I, I forget – it was it was the same. Well, I mean, it was it was. Well, the, was he it always was, was he in the mix a bunch of other oh. years or just yeah, like? Think, oh, uh, well, I'll take a look at the voting. So he finished second. Um, Barkley had 15, 59 first place votes. Akeem was second with twenty two first place votes. Jordan 
was third um, with 13. And, um, and so, you know, statistically, yeah, he and Barkley were, you know, pretty um, similar in terms of advanced stats. Um, Jordan, you know, um, you know, it probably, you know, it was a good three man race. Um, you, you know, you can't really go wrong with picking Jordan, but, you know, Elijah one would have been a good choice, but I, I, I think Barkley probably was the best choice that year. Ah, he had a better team and a better story because he got out of Philly and got to go to Phoenix and <laughs> finally was on the winner. They got like 60 games. Like, of course they got 60 games. They had Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley and Oof. Danny Angels on that team shooting the lights yeah. out. Yeah. Cedric Sabalos. They were stacked. Like, Richard Dumas. Richard Dumas. Yeah. yeah. My man, Oliver Miller. Yeah, big O. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the medium O at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> was great that year. Man. Man. Yeah. All right, looks like we lost those guys, but let me reconnect with them here real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Kim didn't get a vote. That uh, says something right there. But, yeah, but, but 90, 93, yes. Um, Dominique was fifth in MVP voting that year, mm. interestingly enough. Yeah, after the comeback. So, mm. fun times. Still probably the greatest comeback after an Achilles, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Well, yeah. at least for one season. Well, he did have two good years after that. Yeah. yeah. Is that that Actually, Kevin Kevin Durant's right about to uh, about to show us whether he can do it, and right, that's yeah. probably the best best candidate. Right. I, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, Tiny Archibald. So like I think Dominique had the highest, um, I guess the highest peak season after an injury, but mm-hmm. Archibald had like five uh, pretty good seasons after his injury. Yeah, yeah, he was and younger. Success. Yeah, he he was younger when he when his got his though, right? Yeah, Archibald. Yeah, so. Uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't speak too soon. They're yeah, both, they're yeah. Both pretty far in their career. Okay, but I think yeah, and Archibald they, actually I played in some important cool. games, unlike Wilkins. Unless I'm forgetting some series, but it's oh, wow. also only first round series from this point on, right? Man, Rennes is getting out the deck. He, he really is. He's really, <laughs> really, saying, really saying some terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah Neek, yeah. Neek was definitely older. Tiny was 29 when he hurt his Achilles. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I was older than I thought, though. I thought he was more like 27. I, I guess uh, I guess you know he was uh, 22 out of college, so. You want to say like Lafonso Ellis had it too, and I think he was like okay. He wasn't like anywhere near what he was. Oh man, prior, right? He wasn't. But... A, yeah, he wasn't a star. You know? No, yeah. yeah, he was just a dude. But yeah, I'm trying to think of guys that. Lafonso was cool though, man. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he. I think if I remember correctly, he still had a few good like okay years in him. He wasn't like you know like. You know Chauncey or even like Rudy Gay. Well, I guess Rudy Gay is is kind of turning into yeah. that where we're like, yeah. you know, yeah. he never was like that ever again. But like the NBA also also realized that Rudy Gay didn't need to be what Rudy Gay was, and yeah, he was really okay. You know, what were you gonna say, Rainus? No, that's a bad idea. No, something along the lines that it's probably even better for him that you know he has his role nowadays. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, oh nice three. Wow. See, Curtis was, yeah. Curtis was scared about Sam Perkins down low, and all he did was fumble the ball twice and then pass it right no, away. I said, so. That's why I said it was a bad idea. <laughs> it wasn't a bad idea. He got an open shot. It took him, yeah, sure. He almost threw the yeah. ball over four times oh, in nice. 10 seconds. But hey, like. There you go. Sam definitely did not want that ball. And yeah, yeah. He, at no point did he have possession. Hey, like hey, solid... Ricky Pierce made a shot that wasn't a mid-range jumper, so that's, yeah. uh, that's something, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't dribble out for the mid-range. Uh, yeah. Ooh. I'm pretty sure 90% of the uh, the uh, shots, uh, of the points that he made in his career from mid-range jumpers. Just a guess. Non-free throw. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Don't need to fact-check that one, you know. I don't think we need to. I think we got it. <laughs> I think we did. No, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. So, if not, we can invent Throw history. it down. We did that uh... before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why he doesn't drive. He just got swatted. Yeah. Ooh, look at that steal. Oh, nice. This game's getting fast and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. So this season, the only guys you can rely on were obviously Akeem, Vernon Maxwell when he had it going, but uh-huh. that was when he had it going. Right. And Otis Thorpe. Everybody oh, no. else. Ah, he's faking it. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. How harsh. That is. That's really. Uh, that's tough. He's like, uh, like he got shot, please. <laughs> what about Kenny Smith? Or is uh, is Kenny Smith reliable at this point? Or uh... I mean, he was reliable, but you weren't getting a lot out of him. Right. Not that he was bad or anything. Right. Yeah, he was Kenny Smith. Oh, okay. you know he hit his. Okay, you know what? First, yeah. I, it do, it looked like it hurt, but it's not because of uh, Vernon Maxwell. Yeah. He just hit his face he on the floor. Yeah, yeah, he did it to himself. Face. So yeah. that's fair. That's right. fair. Clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> Old Clumsy McMillan. That's what we call him. Get him a chin guard. Yeah. So the 93 playoffs, I think Bill Simmons called it the best playoffs ever. Where where do we – I mean, I don't, I'm not saying everybody needs to know exactly what their favorite you know playoff series <laughs> of all time was or playoff year of yeah. all time was. But it's a pretty good one. I I, I hadn't thought of it until I read that. And I looking back, I'm like, man, there was a lot. Like Curtis, you mentioned, like even that first round series between like the Rockets and the Clippers was good. And then obviously, you know, Knicks Bulls and the Eastern Conference Finals good. The NBA Finals good. This series pretty good. Like there's a lot of good stuff in this 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 I mean, year. Uh, yeah, and Suns and Spurs was also a good. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Barkley had that game winner uh, over David Robinson. That jump shot. Uh, Oh, and then that, that Cavalier Net series in the first round. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That's um the yep. sneaky the sneaky Chuck Daly Nets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there are a lot of, yeah, that that would require a deep dive to 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 kind of dig into. But this, I mean I think this is definitely a you know, ninety three is a, a a sort of an interesting year because you know, you see, um, you know, the Bulls aren't quite as dominant this year. Obviously, they win the title, but um, you know, they were starting to show some vulnerability. Um, you know, as I talked about, top of the show. Obviously, the Lakers dynasty is done, and there's, you know, um, uh, you know, kind of opening at the top for some, you know, for some new teams to be successful. Obviously, the Blazers had been to the, you know, had, had uh, been to the finals. Uh, you know, the Suns were you had gotten Barkley and were stout. The uh, you know Sonics were up and coming. Um, you know, the Spurs. You know, with Robinson, were really good. The Jazz. You know, were strong. You know, the Clippers had um, 
were um, you know, at least at least showing some decency. Um, you know, they they were at least fun for for a little while. So um, you know, a little, you know, a lot of really um, a, a lot, lot of fun teams out west, especially, and um, you know, a lot of possibilities. You know, that seem to be coming along. You know, and as a uh, as a vowed uh, as an avowed Bulls hater at the time, it was uh, it was good to see you know at least a, a chance for a team to uh, to dethrone them. Mm-hmm. So off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of other you know playoffs that 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 I remember pretty vividly, and and of course the one that that probably comes to mind for most people is 2016, um, which I didn't even realize was as like deep as it was. You know the you have the Hornets and the uh, Heat going to seven games in the first round, the Raptors and the Pacers going to f- seven games in the first round. Uh, Raptors Heat going seven games in the semis, and then the you know the Western Conference Finals Warriors Thunder obviously going to seven, and then of course the NBA Finals Cavaliers you know over the Warriors come back from three. So there's a lot of good stuff in that one as well. There's some stinkers in there too, like the Cavs and the Hawks in the semifinals or whatever. Sorry, Jason, but um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, hey, we they got they got to the the semifinals. That's pretty good for Atlanta. That's true. <laughs> so that's, yeah. What was what was that one year? It was like oh. Five where they had there was like maybe four seven game series it was something ridiculous. Yeah, I'm trying to look that up real quick. I'm trying to remember the other ones. It was, I'm try- it was like the early the mid 2000s. There's this one year where there's like uh, like I said four maybe even five seven game series in the playoffs. Yeah, you may be thinking like, of 05 because yeah, there's the Mavericks Rockets. Uh, like the first round, I think. Too. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh. so- Maddie B. <laughs> Matt uh, hey, B, there you go. Oh, the worst full court attempt ever. But yeah, Matt Bowler with his goatee, man. He looks like a. Yeah, I Oh, I think Houston's got this. I mean, let's be honest. 10 point yeah. lead in the halftime. I think Houston's got this, guys. I don't even yeah. know why we're watching the rest of this game. I think it's pretty well over. So Probably not worth it, honestly. I'm going to hit yeah. pause and we'll talk about something else because, yeah, 10 yeah. points, that's insurmountable. So Yeah, pretty much. Especially, you know, defensive heavy NBA, you know, like the uh, like it was, you know, back when they played real defense. Right, right. When they tried, it's not even playing real defense; it's trying, Jason. They tried. They they right. tried really hard. Then, you know, they don't try hard now. No, not at all. No, they, they, I think they get paid too much. What do you think about that? <laughs> they, they do. They do make a lot of money. <laughs> so, I wish the owners made more money instead of the players. Right, no, no, I, it's that's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant how much the owners make. I don't care about that. <laughs> right. Players, that's what I care about. So, wow, that was a bad pass. You know what is the year that I've recently tried to, you know, gather more games off? It's it's eighty one with the randomness in the West, and I guess that depends on what people think of a good playoff series, a good playoff run, and what it should contain. But that had a lot of randomness in close series. The one yeah. where Kansas City obviously plays Houston in the finals, so that's also a good one. Yeah, that that has that had three or four seven game series: the Kings and the Suns, the Rockets and the Spurs, the Sixers and the Bucks, uh, the Celtics and the Sixers, and uh, you know the Celtics and Rockets was a six game series in the finals. Was not a bad series, not a great one, but but not a bad one. Um, and then yeah, as you mentioned, of course, the Rockets upsetting the uh, Lakers and the Kings. Uh, you know, um, um, I guess the Kings and Blazers wasn't a huge upset, but uh, that was only a three game series. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's hard harder to judge when you have three game series because those yeah. are su- are subject to so much randomness. Um, but, um, yeah, I you know that's that would be a good uh, that's a good future topic. We'll have to we'll have to dive into that one a little bit and figure and see if we can figure out some good uh, some good choices. Uh, Seventy eight's pretty good. Um, you've got oh yeah, you've got. 
yeah, Bullet Spurs uh, in the Eastern East Finals, Sonic Suns in the West Finals, um, and in the second round, you've got Spurs, Sixers, and Bullet Hawks are both seven game series. Uh, the finals, or I'm sorry, this is I'm looking at seventy nine, not seventy eight. Um, seventy eight has a Bullets, Bullets, Sonics in the finals. It's a seven game series. Uh, Nuggets, Bucks in the second round, a seven game series, and some good six game series. Uh, Bullet Sixers, Sonics, Nuggets. Um, Bullet Spurs and Sonics Blazers. So uh, that that's of course um, you know Walton gets hurt. Um, he gets hurt in that series, right? Or was it before that series? Uh, I mean, he was hurt before the series, and he came back too fast. And then yeah, and then was and then was out for that series. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. So so yeah, I yeah no, that's uh the, we'll have to uh, table that one for a future episode. I think maybe uh, maybe in a couple weeks when we uh, if we get together again, we'll uh, have to. Uh, do a little research and, and figure out our favorite our choices for that topic. Well, there is a really good. I think it's the '79 series, uh, Spurs versus Sixers. There's a couple. There's yes. a couple of really great games of that that are yeah. on YouTube. That sounds fun. Yeah, no three point line. So it's all the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Back when they played real basketball, right? When they passed, you know. Now these guys don't yeah. pass. They don't try. They don't, they don't play defense. I don't watch it, but I can tell you what they do. Right. <laughs> I talked to my neighbor about it, and yeah, yeah. he told me all this yeah. stuff that goes on in the NBA now. He doesn't yeah, watch really, either, but he knows that they don't try or do anything. So, yeah, really, if there are no flat tops, why would you even watch? The, you know, that's part. You know, honestly, it does hurt. Yeah, I, I we, you know. Yeah. Honestly, LeBron might be the greatest player ever if he could grow a flat top. But, you know, the fact that he can't, you know, means that he's obviously not the greatest player ever. I never tried, to be honest. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. Otherwise, it is no good. No, otherwise, uh, yeah. Man, that's a good, uh, it's, it's good discovery. Seattle's been mixing, mixing it up these last six minutes. I don't think I've even seen Hakeem touch the ball. It's like they get him out of with this half-court press, and it sort of yeah. makes Houston make bad decisions. Uh, that's Four bad. for Otis. I know. He got, that was his fourth foul. They, they can't yeah. afford that. Yeah. That's why that's they call, call him Cat for the Ghost. <laughs> that's why, yes. That is why they call him Cat for the Ghost. sneaky one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But Castro wasn't sneaky. Castro was friendly. I'm so uh, taking up with Steve Snapper Jones. All right. Look. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> it's not a great nickname. You know, <laughs> I mean, I respect Snapper. No question about it. Also, a great nickname. But um, absolutely. All timer. Yeah. Right. No one will I reveal think... what it actually means. But, you know, I have an idea. I think he called Scott Brooks a campaign manager one of these minutes when he was talking <laughs> over it. Okay. okay. Oh, there we go. There's a good. Oh, it's got all the players on it. What a tie! Nice. There's a Seattle thrift store that has that tie right now. And right, yeah. Had I known, I would have bought it. (laughs) All right, I thought they like stitched together some uh, the ecto cooler ice ice boxes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I love Seattle's defense, man. This is like yeah. a, a 2019 yeah. defense, man. This is arms yeah. and length and yeah, size. Fun. Let's go. Yeah. I like uh, I like Kemp with the uh, stare afterward, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh, uh, man. Kemp, Kemp will get so many texts now. 
Oh, for God. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, oh, yeah. He, did he get a tech for the time he dunked on the dude and then, like, pointed at his ass the entire time? I don't like, think so. no. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine if he did that today? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what made him so cool, because, like, he could do that on somebody, and the dude right. was, like, just kind of take it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like well, yeah, he's yeah like, you dunked on my ass. That's true. All right. People weren't even mad about it, you know? Yeah, it's like, all right, well, you know, you can do that. Fair enough. Like, he did just jump, like, 13 feet into the sky and dunked on me. What am I going to do right. about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's from this playoff run, I think. It's the first round series against Golden State, or is it? Oh no, it's it's the year before, and and it was the legendary Alton Lister, of course. Yeah, Kemp had like fifty million dunks that series. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, all these dunks from the same series. He just kept dunking on the Warriors. (laughs) Yeah, vendetta against them. Yeah, Warriors were not known for their defense. uh, Yeah, no, no. They were the one team that didn't play defense. You know, every other team played defense. And really didn't try either. Like, they legitimately did not try. No. Which is a shame. Yeah, like Don Nelson just gave up on defense at that point. Right. Because he was with the Bucks, they played really great defense. Then he got to the Warriors. He was like, screw that. Yeah. Not as, uh, yeah. Not as bad as Paul Westhead, but um, but but definitely not. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Jason, but that was, look at Carl Herrera. Selfish, <laughs> It was. Carl Herrera looks like a, he looks like a creative player in a, a video game. He's got like no hair. He's like he perfectly generic. Like NBA yeah. player. He looks like yeah they had to fill out the roster because like some they couldn't get the rights to one of the guys. Yeah. So they just made a generic number eleven. <laughs> He's got white shoes, no hair, yeah. just yeah, no accoutrement, no elbow pads, anything. Uh, he he looks like a tinier bald Cl- uh, Clint Capella. I feel like you know. <laughs> I'm not sure he even exists, to be honest. I think he's just a maybe not he of our imagination. Yeah, I mean, he's from Venezuela. Oh yeah, but yeah. is that even replace? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh. That was that was like of a heck of a shot there. It wasn't beautiful like we're used to Akeem, but it was effective. It can't be many. Uh, how many prior Venezuelan basketball players were there? Probably uh, none. I don't think. Yeah, I he was say. definitely the first. Yeah. I think it wasn't. I think Gravis Gravis Vasquez was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Well, he sucks. Uh, yeah, he stinks. Great. Now, three on one. If he had just shoveled it to the guy running behind him, that'd have been a dunk of layup. Yeah, he yeah. Should go back to Venezuela. I can't watch this game. I'm yeah, they're yeah, getting upset again. As it games, it's very. It's, it's okay. They're gonna yeah. win, Curtis. Like they were up ten at halftime. Like it's fine. Right. Obviously, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna lose this game. Obviously not. No. I mean, someone should box out Sam Perkins if I'm if we're being honest. But you know, yeah, hey. someone should. should <laughs> Maybe, maybe they should. Okay, yeah, that was there good. it is. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, good job, Kenny. The one time Maxwell passes, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert! Whoa. Not in this yeah. house. Not in this yeah. house. <laughs> that was ambition. Yeah. I think that's the four from Kemp. That should have been oh, a swinger. Yeah. I like how half of the Rockets bench isn't even sitting on on their seats, but is sort of on the ground somewhere in between the bench area. Yeah. Was a small oh arena. yes. Well, and just wait. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, wait. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'll be, <laughs> cool. be more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did you ever know that Dick Stockton's name isn't actually Dick Stockton? I just discovered that today. Tom Stockton, obviously. You know. It's, so it's Richard Edward, which is the same name that I have. That's that's the first part of my oh. name as well. So me and Dick right. Stockton, uh, okay. uh, very similar. But his last name is Stokevis? Stokev- Stokevis oh. or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
back in the era where you had to change your name. Yeah, so they're like, I need a snappy name there, Dick. <laughs> what are right, we going to call you? Dick Stockton. Yeah. There you go. Yes. I do enjoy that, like, yeah, newscasters have fake names. Yeah. Working names. I, I always enjoy that. He's only 77. Like, I've, I would have figured that, yeah, like... Yeah, well, because he, the problem, he looked like old. he was 66 in, like, 1972, <laughs> right. you know, so, yeah. I can, I thought he was, like, 80 for sure. I can't believe he's only 77. That's unbelievable. I, I thought he was, yeah, like, 100 years old, you know? I, uh, <laughs> so. I won't lie. I was partially seeing if he was dead or not, and he's, he's apparently I, alive, so... I, I thought maybe, yeah, so... There you go. Well, I hey, glad he's alive. You know, hopefully after the virus, you know, ends, he'll still be alive. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So. Yikes. Yes. So. What did, what did double teaming Sam Perkins? <laughs> I mean, that, that, I that would. Was a bad play by Keen. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> not a happy experience for Curtis. I'm sorry, Curtis. I I didn't know. Yeah, geez, I mean, this is torment. I mean, <laughs> You get angry at this, so but I, I kind of I thought you maybe were being a bit facetious. You know, I didn't realize that uh, you know the this the moments of sadness this would bring you. So I uh, I apologize. I tried to get us to watch. What was the other? I don't even remember which one I tried to get us to watch. What was it? The it was it's uh the Raptors. We uh the um the Sixers Raptors in two thousand one, which I'm fine watching. I just mentioned that it would torment me, but no no you know. no 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 no. The one I wanted to. Oh okay. Oh, there was another one. Well, 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 well Richard, it's game one, so it's not. We're not going to make you. Watch oh, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, we just need better video quality. I feel like for that one because it's hard to hard, hard to watch that one. So, anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. But surprisingly strong video quality for a 1993 NBA uh, playoff game. Yeah, I'm not it's sure really what, good. Uh, yeah, so I'm pleased. You know, apparently someone really wanted to you know preserve. You know, preserve the greatest moment in, uh, you know, Sean Kemp, uh, Gary Payton era Sonics history. Yeah, they like played the tape every year just to make sure it didn't degrade at all. And then when, you know, right. digital yeah. was finally a thing, they, they meet because there's not even like a, a, a blip of. That's uh... ah, fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, clear as, uh, you know, the uh, clear as a lake in Canada, you know. So I'm trying to figure out when, uh, how long Dick Stockton did uh, NBA. Ah, uh, Dana Barrows. Oh d- shit, I forgot they had Dana Barrows. Jesus, yeah, totally that's what Curtis is talking about. It's like, oh, here's Dana Barrows, <laughs> like yeah. our, our ninth guy off the bench that we just said, oh, okay, fine, Dana Barrows, get out there. Like, unbelievable. Um, yeah, Dick Stockton did Celtics games, um, but he nationally he started doing NBA. Um, he did, from 81 to 90, he was the lead play-by-play man for CBS. Yeah, so this is NBC, though. That's why I was kind of interested that... Because I, I don't really remember Dick Stockton being on NBC all that much. So oh, that's no, that's no, why no. I was kind of curious. Look, look, man, this is Dick Enberg right now. Oh, that oh, is, is Dick Enberg. Wow, all right. <laughs> well, that changes a lot. All right, my Dick bad. Dick Enberg, all right. That makes more sense. Okay, all right, well. His actual last name is Enberg. Yeah, and that okay, okay. that well, makes a lot more go. sense because that sounds like Dick yeah. Enberg. And yeah, okay. Okay. Erased well, the last I, seven I, minutes now. Yeah, jeez. My, my, my volume, my, my volume is fairly low, but yes, now that I now that I think about it, yes, that sounds a lot more like Dick, Dick Enberg than Dick Stockton. So, oh, Dick, Dick Enberg dead, died, um, twenty seventeen. Oh, jeez. So, so enjoying your voice over there. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, so, Dick Enberg died. Yeah. So. Sorry, 
Sorry about that. So we're tied now, 60-62. Oh, Hakeem mean it's just a dream. It's a dream. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's way too complicated of a sign. It's got like fucking a comma, a yeah. question mark, a, a yes. thought bubble. Like, come on, man. Keep that's, it simple. Yeah, like, really confusing. yeah. Hakeem sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Keep it simple, guys. <laughs> right. Hakeem, not my dream. You know, something just quick. Right. Get to the point. Yeah. No yeah. thought bubbles. Like, what are we doing here? They're all under yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, this is this is yeah. 93 Seattle. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're all doing heroin, you know, right before they're actually handing out heroin at the gate, you know, uh, before you go into the game. So it's weird, but hey, you know, it was the 90s thing where things happen. I do love that you could see like directly outside from the uh, that, that's what I do. Remember oh, yeah. Like, so Seattle Coliseum is like, yeah, you can oh. see literally like the street from <laughs> the arena. Yeah. Akeem Olajuwon, pretty good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know. They should give him the ball more often. Maybe. Seems like. Yeah. Well, that's five seconds, clearly. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't get a five yeah. second call there. But. Yeah. Oh, look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, were the, were the, were the Sonics three point shooting team? I know um, Carl embraced the three later, but uh, at this point, I don't remember if they were if they shot a lot of threes or not. Oh, well, Dana is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Open three. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm actually on their page right now. Let me see. Yeah, I, I took a peek at this earlier. The, both those teams took a lot of threes uh, okay. compared to everybody else in those playoffs. Okay. Yeah, at this point, I don't know whether my expectations are that low, but it seems like they're taking a lot of threes. But maybe it's just the, the feel you get that you sort of expect a six three-pointers attempted game in the early right. 90s. Right. Yeah. Because Mad Max... Bayros are all of like daring attempts. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy, Dana. Yeah. All star Dana Barris. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Future uh best player on a real shitty Sixers team. <laughs> yes. Excuse me, there are no crappy Sixers teams. No, they're all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. They all just some are less good than others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the least good Sixers team then? Well, I guess I know that answer. Seventy-three Sixers. That's that would be the least good Sixers team. So, so I guess I can rescind that one. But that was a mildly rocky season. <laughs> well, Netherlands Noel could tell you a couple of stories. Yeah, I was going to say there was a yeah. lot of Jakar Sampson years that we might be able to choose. From. Yeah. Yes. Well, who was the best player in the seventy-three Sixers? I feel like somebody decent was actually their best scorer. Fred Carter, man. Fred Carter, yeah. Oh yeah. Where's that with pride? Well, how well how Green how Greer was on that team, but you know he was like 58 years old. So at yeah, that point, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, finally ran out ran out of uh, padding on those breaks. Yeah. Was, yes. Pretty good though. It like lasted while he was 36. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he at that point, like he'd had one of the longest careers in in league history, right? I mean, in, I, in fact, I, I have an article coming out soon about that. Oh, nice! Ooh. There you go. Yes, he was the NBA's all-time leader in games played when he retired. Okay, yeah, and was he the first guy to play fifteen years, or did, she, she, uh, did she, or sixteen years, maybe? Um, uh, Shays was the first one. Dolphins, okay, but, uh, Shays played. Yeah, okay. But uh, Greer. And then, 
And then uh, they, they play more games per year as so it went on. So Green right. added more games. Right. And then and then Johnny Green, I think, did he did he tie or did he break that record? I forget. Um, uh, offhand, I remember looking this up back in the day, but been a while. Years, years played. I'm not sure, but I don't. I don't he. I don't think he, he got it. Uh, he, he didn't he have the game. Games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think maybe years played. He might have played another an extra year. I forget offhand, but you know. Anyway, looking forward to reading that, Curtis. And of course, you know, since the last time we um, gathered together to watch a game live, you have, of course, now have a newsletter. Yes, I do because I, 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 I like money. So, um, and also writing about basketball. So, although since we all have, you know, viral issues, I've, I, I'm now going through the model of everything is free. But if you want to give me money, that'd be appreciated. So, so give Curtis money because he has given us um, many wonderful things over the uh, years. So. Um, so um, go subscribe to his uh, newsletter and give him money. We'll, uh, it will include a link uh, to that. We'll include a link to um, Reigns' YouTube channel as well. And uh, anything else that um, uh, our guests request us to provide links to. Oh, there you go. Diving in the crowd. Wow, Sam. Sam. Yeah. That's the most effort I've ever seen Sam give. You know? <laughs> That's a lot of effort. <laughs> it, you know, I love Sam, but, you know, strong effort was not his uh, forte. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Oh. That, that pass was yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm looking up the uh, the 94-95 Philadelphia 76ers. Um, okay. As, as you want to do. Yeah, as, as I usually yeah. do every, I'm, at this time yeah. <laughs> every, every Wednesday. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Dan Averroes are leading scorer. Uh, Second-best player, probably either Jeff Ballone or Clarence Weatherspoon. It's not, not great. Okay. Spoon. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely Spoon at that point. Yeah. But what I found interesting more so than their uh, uh, 24 and uh, 58 record is uh, the coaches on the team. So you have John Lucas is the the, the head coach. Um, okay, coach, you know, f- but like assistant right. coach Ron Adams, assistant coach Maurice Cheeks, and assistant coach Tom Thibodeau. Wow. Ooh. Like that would become like <laughs> they coach. Yeah. They had to go through the, some rough patches. Those, all be, those guys all became, you know, pretty decent, uh, you know, whether, you know, Ron Adams obviously, you know, and, and Thibodeau had their. You know, pairing for for many many years or whatever. Ron Adams obviously go to the Warriors, become you know the defensive specialist for yeah. that as well. But yeah, that's that's a good sure. unit to uh, right try to tell uh, <laughs> BJ Tyler or whoever the hell's on this team, Scott Williams, what to do. So yeah, you know, yeah, Sharon Wright, BJ Teller, <laughs> right. BJ Teller is oh, the guy who right. fell asleep with uh, ice on his knees. I, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he's the speedy guard who lost all of his speed. I guess that's very sad. Little ice pads on your knees will do that. There, there was a cab or a, a recent cab who did something similar to that uh, and ended his career. He played at Michigan, I think. I forget his name offhand, but um, like within the last like, I th- I think it was pre LeBron. Um, wasn't there a Cavalier who did something very similar? Basically, ended his career doing that. He was like a rookie on the team. Am I making this up? Does anybody remember this? But uh, hmm. I don't even know if the Cavaliers existed when LeBron was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trivia question. I don't know. They may not have. Like pre-LeBron Cavs is like Jeff McInnes, Chris Gatling. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, not, yeah, not, not in between like, period, like, the in between. Right. Oh, in between period. period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Those teams I've blocked out of my. Yeah. Mind. Who knows? Who God right. only knows who's on those teams. I couldn't stop the presses. We got That's Dion Waiters and and then Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wait, who's on the court here? Oh, Tree's here, baby. Let's go. Oh, we got Tree. Yep. 
It's oh, getting serious. Atlanta man. Hawks legend. I once met Tree Rollins at a uh, he was at a celebrity golf outing. He was hanging out at the bar oh. afterwards, so I uh, talked to Tree Rollins for a few minutes. Nice. He was, was less than good. interested in talking to me, more interested in the uh, women that were at the bar. <laughs> he, he seemed, ah, to, he seemed to have more, more of an affinity to talk to them and uh, you know exchange huh. numbers with them. Whereas when I wanted to give Tree Rollins my number, he didn't seem to care too much. Interesting, huh? Weird. Yeah. Um, uh, he didn't want to text. Okay. He didn't want to text with me. That's cool. It, Whatever, man. I'll get over it. it. It was it was Manny Harris. Manny Harris. Oh. Uh, waved by the Cavaliers in 2011. Um, he uh, suffered freezer burn on his foot during uh, twenty during the lockout in a cooling chamber designed to augment recuperation from injuries at the Nike facility in Oregon. So, although apparently he did play in the D League after that, but okay. um, that sucks though. Yeah, that's... I think I remember that name. They they got blown out by like sixty against the Lakers. He, he was around there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I remember, yes. I remember yes. Manny Harris. Yeah. Years, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, don't we all? Of course, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. I remember, I remember that game where they lost by sixty against the Lakers. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was kind of nuts. Yes. So Christian Ayenga, some of those words are coming <laughs> back. Right. I don't know why. Yes. Alonzo Gee, uh, Alonzo G yes. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Washington Wizards legend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of J.J. Hickson years in there, too, where they're like, you know what? Oh, my God. He's yeah. going to get better next year. We promise. <laughs> and later, the Kings traded a, a first-round pick for J.J. Hickson. Let's not forget that. <laughs> of course they did. Well, there's always the rumor that they would, the Cavs wouldn't give up um, Hickson for Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Which I think has been denied by most of the parties involved. But, yeah, it's still, it's still a good story, you know. Pretty the legend, I say. And I think they protected the pick, and they it later ended up in, in Chicago through the Bynum trade, and it never it never was the first round pick because you know the Kings are bad at basketball. Right, it never conveyed because the yeah, the yeah. Kings remained lo- bad long enough to for it not to convey. So that's true. Yeah, it was two for uh, two seconds, I think, something yeah. like that. Blue all dank trade. So, what do you guys think? the NBA should do about the end of the season. Like assuming at some point that they can, you know, get players together in a, in a safe way to play competitive games. Let's say sometime during the summertime to let's say June or July ish, um, which I think probably is the earliest that that could be realistically possible, you know, not in front of fans, but you know, just in arenas or whatever. What do you got? What would you guys like to see? the NBA do to you know kind of close out this season, if anything? Probably some sort of mini tournament where they get them in one town and it's made for TV, like, I don't know, four or five games one after another, so you can play it out as fast as you can and it's sort of similar to Christmas or whatever, the other holidays, and, and I think there will be a real first for games, so I guess I guess that could work, but I think it's it will be probably a logistical nightmare either way. Uh, I have no opinion about the matter. Just... All right. Rich, any, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of with Reynas too. I think a, 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 some sort of mini-ish tournament, maybe you just skip the first round, unfortunately. Like, let's just go right to the you know semis. And I, you're gonna if you want to get it all in, you want to get it in time and, and all that sort of stuff, I guess you would have to do, again, really – you know, games after run after the other, but then there's that's all the the issue too. Like I, that, that's the problem. Like 
the NBA has done so much in the last few years to be like, no, 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 time between games and rest and all that sort of stuff. And it would seem kind of weird to just be like, you know what? No, we're back. Like, let's go crazy. Because, you know, I for me, the one of my favorite years in NBA history was the uh, 2001 or 2011 uh, lockout year when they came back and they basically played like every other night. And it was a really fun season because it was just balls to the wall the entire rest of the year. But, you know, it, that's going to be real tough to do to try to. I mean, you you obviously I don't think you could do any more of the regular season at this point, I think. Yeah. Barring, you know, some ungodly, unforeseen, like, positive circumstances, which um, my wife, who <laughs> works in an ICU, would probably disagree that that's uh, going to be a possibility at this point. Um, I guess you would – you'd probably have to do just some abbreviated playoffs, but it's it's tough to uh, even say. Goaltending. Keem with goaltending, man. You know. Um, I would yeah, say I for know. them to not do anything, just because, like, I, I just – it just be such a weird, incomplete year, and I feel like there's so many teams that would be like, like the Bucks. Like I would hate to not have the Bucks have an opportunity, and some of these other. I, it's so hard to say though. I mean, God, I like Curtis. I don't know. I you know who the fuck knows what's gonna happen in a month's yeah. time. But I, some sort of abbreviated playoffs, I think, would be a good idea. Maybe just the semis, skip the first yeah. round. I honestly, I, I think um, you do like a um, you do a tournament with all the teams, and you do you know the. Um, and you could like if you just do like a single game tournament and you do it um, over like two weeks, you could, you know, give like two days rest between each game. You know, you give the uh, top seeds a buy in the first round and, um, you know, you do you just do a mini tournament, maybe, maybe do like a three game series for the finals. Um, you know, I think that'd be cool. You know, and yeah, I don't know if logistically that, that's realistic, you know, even uh, obviously if you, you give everybody tests and make sure, you know, everybody's safe um, if that's really something that you could do. But um, I think that'd be the coolest option. I, I'm generally against the idea of NBA tournaments and not really, you know, when they were talking about doing like that midseason tournament, I thought that was kind of silly, but I think in this situation, it's probably the best you can do. Um, outside of that, maybe like, um, you know, like a very small limited playoffs, like four teams and maybe, you know, a three game series each or something just to, you know, give you something to cap it off. But and if they do nothing, if you know, if everyone decides like, hey, it's not worth it, and you know that that, that obviously, player uh, safety for everybody, players, coaches, and and everyone involved is is by far the most important thing. So yeah. if they end up having to cancel season, that's totally fine. I can live without a champion this year. You know, the um, the uh, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks will always be the champion of my heart. So you, know. <laughs> you can't take it away from them. I mean, you can't you can't yeah. you can't say definitively that they would not have won the title. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Well, honestly, okay. The, the the one fun thing about the idea of a tournament is that you know if the uh, if the Warriors somehow got Clay and Steph back, um, Steph obviously would you know, be healthy. <laughs> Whether Clay would actually be back is a another open idea, and them being like the you know 28th or 29th seed, and then. Maybe making some sort of weird, you know, like Cinderella run would, would be would be just a fun story. But you know, that's you know, kind of getting into magical thinking there. So, oh god, the world would hate them. Yeah, they yeah. got far. Yeah, yeah, but but that that would uh, that would fuel definitely some interesting stories. But you know, again, not the by far not the most important thing. But if you could do something like that, I think that'd be cool. Did you guys notice the random Winston Garland signing and him screwing up two possessions in a row? Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Surely the last thing he screws. Up. Yeah, this yeah. will be the last time we talk about Winston Garland. The rest of yeah. this game. <laughs> he was actually semi-decent with the Warriors. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he had some, some solid years. And he, uh, he had a good child, too, so good, good for him. <laughs> 
Yeah, a whole lot of random names coming up these last few years due to their siblings or, or childs, like Gary Trent. Yeah, Gary Trent Jr. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Gary Trent. <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, Gary Trent in like 13 years. I'm glad you. Yeah. What was the name of the player from Utah who has a really good son? Um, I'm blanking on it. That is no, there's nothing good in Utah. What are you talking about? Vernon Maxwell told us that. Yeah. Um, there was this this guy who played like 40 or 50 games probably in the NBA, and I know he has a really, really good son. I'll think of it. I'm not remembering offhand. Uh, so, so Winston Garland uh, career uh, to uh, yes, he played uh, two and a half years with the um, with the Warriors. Uh, his peak season was 89, in which he averaged uh, 14.5 points per game, six. 6.4 uh, assists per game for the Warriors was traded middle of 1990 to the Clippers where he played a, uh, about a year and a half, then had a um, played one season with Denver in 92 and then uh, would, uh, would join the uh, Rockets in 93, uh, 94, he would go to Italy and then 95, he would finish his career as a Timberwolf. So that is the Winston Garland story for now. For now, yeah. <laughs> I would characterize him as a guy who, who shine, who shone. Is that the correct? I believe shone is correct. Yes. Yeah, who shone when uh, Nelly gave him the keys, but probably was a bit over his head in other stops. But hey, a lot of guys tried under Don Nelson, so yeah, it's, it's sort of a sort of depends on how you look at it. Yes, he. Um... He played at Southeastern Community College in Iowa and then Missouri State University. <laughs> Classic Nelly guy. Yes. Just walk him <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Well, Nelly did go to Iowa. He probably got connections. Out That's there. true. He probably, yeah. My, my wife uh, was from Iowa. so. Does she know they, Don Nelson? <laughs> she, I do not believe she knows Damn. Don Nelson. No. Does she know no. if she, she knows Don Nelson or not? Her, her, her uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, her her dad and I talk. Um, he, he likes to talk Iowa basketball, so I've become reasonably well versed in Iowa basketball to the point where I can have a you know a conversation with him about uh, about that. So just don't bring up Pierre Pierce, and then I think it'll yeah. be fine. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows the Pierre Pierce story. He's a he's a local <laughs> legend here, but uh, okay, I, I actually do not know that. Yeah, one. Uh, you can do your own research. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to. The mood's not great, but uh, not right. a good guy in Iowa. Not a great school for oh, the way okay. They, uh, went around that but anyway all right fair enough yeah uh apparently uh garland he was the according to wikipedia page he was the first warrior to record a triple double in five years so yeah uh, <laughs> does that say more about winston garland or more about the warriors <laughs> was not, not a strong uh <laughs> a strong warriors team so yes i think i, I have something of him on my youtube channel so to, to Plug it. Oh, there you go. Seventh time. All right. This is the home of Winston because I wrote an article about Winston Garland this week. Yeah. You got stuff on Winston Garland on YouTube. Oh. Like this is you'll never find more people that know who the name Winston Garland is, other than maybe his own household than, than yeah. right here. I mean, this is you're unprecedented well, maybe, right here. Maybe Winston's joining our live stream right now. Maybe you know he. Um, That'd be fantastic. You know, yeah. Maybe he saw the YouTube notification. Maybe, maybe he's got a Google alert for himself. You know. It's possible. I'm sure people are calling him if he's not. Right, yeah. Pace Mannion. Pace Mannion was the name I was thinking of. 
Do you know the guy? He has a really good son coming up. Oh, okay. I do not. He... I, I, I... 80s journey, oh, I, man. Oh, okay. Was he a white stiff? Is that how you uh, know him? Or, uh... He's not, not, not incorrect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm looking at him. Yeah, that, that's a Reynus guy for sure. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got a mustache. He's... Okay, yeah. He's a jazz player. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Sure. Oh, Nico Mannion. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, he's on the Wildcat. Yeah, he, if you've seen him, you you he's got like curly red hair and stuff. He's a pretty oh. prominent. Yeah, people. Yeah, if you follow college basketball. Wow, um, that, that is a that is a nice perm that he has. I have to admit, you know, Pace Mannion's got a nice perm for you know an '80s perm for on the uh, Bucks. That that is a nice. Uh, the first photo that comes up for him is very nice. So. Okay, wait. This dude played for the Bucks, and I have no idea who he is. <laughs> Curtis, you've been a little more silent the, the last few minutes, at least for me. Well, that's because y'all was talking about crazy stuff like Pace Manion. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you when you even do talk, it's it's a bit silent. Your voice is a little quieter. Is that the? Uh... Yeah, yeah, quieter, silent. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Is that better? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The, the, the mic. I guess. But I bet we'll hear you the last the last minutes of the game. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been quieter since the uh, the Rockets blow in this game. You know. And... Right. They're still yeah, gonna win though. I mean, you can't go ten points into the halftime and not win the game. So you know. They're, they're yeah. Sure. So so Pace Mannion played thirty five uh, games for the Bucks in nineteen eighty eight. So. Okay, I don't need to know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a threshold about uh, uh, about? Um... Well, y'all had me feeling bad. I was like, who's? How can I not know a guy who played for the Bucks in the eighties? It's like okay, I'm, I'm all right. on that. But, but... Right. 35 games in one season, he averaged three and a half points. Yeah. I mean, I had never heard of Pace Manning before this is. Yeah, I'll be so, honest. You know, <laughs> Today yeah. is the day I learned yeah, about yeah, Pace Manning. Stop front and like you've heard of him before. No. Oh. Today is the first day I heard of Pace Manning. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's why I like I like talking to Reynus. He'll always like remind me. Like Ooh. he, I think he makes up these guys too, and like does these <laughs> Wikipedia pages and stuff. Yeah, and right, yes. I manually all... added him to basketball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's a big conspiracy. Yes. So who can random Come on. Yeah. Salsa name. Is is uh is it's also name. Is he the only pace to ever played in the uh, in the NBA? There have ever been any other paces in the NBA? Mm. There's a Joe Pace, but um, <laughs> Joe Pace, who played 79 games for the Bullets in 77 and uh, 78, career average of 3.2 points. So the question is, did the he Sam, actually... I think Sam Perkins just had a heart attack. So let's... Yeah, oh, that's not good. Oh, uh, oh Joe, pa- okay. Joe Pace did play in the uh, 78 finals. So, um so that's a that's quite a uh, that's quite accomplishment there. And you mentioned the '78 finals. Something I randomly stumbled upon is the fact that there are three Hall of Famers who have had horrible shooting percentages in in Game Sevens, and one of course is Dennis Johnson, who went to 0 for 13 Ooh, yeah, in, yeah. in Game Seven of '78. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, awful. and Gary Payton's having by this by the stat line one of the worst ones in history. He has he is two for fourteen in this game, but judging by the eye test, it doesn't it doesn't jump out because he's active. He's getting in passing lanes. It doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, I haven't right. really noticed him being like outwardly 
bad. Right. So that's, they got, yeah. That's because they got eight good players on the damn. Exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> it's unfair. I don't know why. Yeah. Curtis is very mad that the Seattle SuperSonics are just a better team. You know, they built a better they team better than team. you know. Yeah. No doubt about it. They're a better team. That's why they won all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? The '87 series. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Sampson came back from injury, and so he he sucked that series. It was like a team against the whole Sonics. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to take on Tom Chambers and Dale Ellis and uh, Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. At least he was it's, cooking Maurice Lucas, though. Was, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maurice Lucas was like 80, <laughs> was like 84 years old at that yeah. point. So, yeah. Man, he was. Ooh. Tough, <laughs> yeah. tough to, tough to play watch. in a wheelchair. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh? But the Rockets lost that game, but I'll watch that one anytime because Keem had like 50 points and 25 rebounds. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That was like the last moment of glory for the uh, Rockets for like, uh, you know, for like seven years. So, I mean, yeah, to this point right here. Right. Yeah. Did people appreciate Hakeem as much in in because I again like we were talking about at the beginning where you know there there was a lot of talk about how he you know wasn't doing it for the playoffs or whatever like if you watch that game right there he just jumped into a passing lane that's a seven foot dude that just right. jumped a passing lane and started an outlet like I don't know if people appreciate Hakeem all that as much as they maybe should even today like he's fucking great he's an unbelievable yeah. player the athleticism the just everything I mean the grace but you're correct yeah. Rich. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the grace stands out for him. You know, I mean, I, I feel like the grace, um, you know, and and the versatility. I mean, those are two things that you don't get with as much of the big men. I mean, he he could do he could do more things than just about any big man in NBA history. Yeah, and do more things well. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it when I just saw that that last pass. I'm like, who got that? Pa- who got into the passing lane and started the fast break? Right, it's, you know, freaking Hakeem Olajuwon, one of the yeah. smoothest you know post players ever, too. So yeah, I mean, he's basically in the you know 90th percentile in basically every NBA skill. Yeah, uh, and, and there aren't a lot of the players like like LeBron's like the only you know other uh, one of the few other players that I can think of that's at that level in every aspect. I, Passing is not maybe the one thing that Akeem is not. I mean, I not that he was a bad passer, but I don't think of him necessarily as a great passer. I don't know if you have any feelings about that, Curtis uh, or well, Renis, But I mean, he wasn't a fancy passer, right? He just like uh, he was a. He, I would say he was a great passer. In the fact that he would recognize where the open man was and right. Yeah, I mean, he perfectly, perfectly good passer, but right, but but not you know that that wasn't that's the one thing he didn't necessarily stand out in. But basically, everything else he was exceptional at so also a guy too that like you could put like he's in every era player you, you know what i mean like there's oh, yeah. like no matter what era hakeem olajuwon was in he was gonna be good like be good today yeah. good in the 90s obviously great you know in the, like the 60s and 70s yeah but I, yeah like a, a guy that yeah. would never no era will not allow hakeem olajuwon to be good in it so yeah I'm, I'm sure he could adapt to shooting threes if he played in this era. Right, know, right, that, right. That kind of thing, yeah. So. And what will yeah. always be the There's another cast for the ghost thing. Yeah, we got to figure this out. All right, scrap whatever thing you were doing the, the next newsletter, Curtis. I yeah. need you to <laughs> work on this figure cast for the ghost thing. Cast for the ghost thing. Yeah, yeah we, we do need. for mystery. All right. Yeah, yeah. we really do need, yeah. Yeah. Make this all that you care about for the next. This is it. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. I mean, what else do I have to do? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
like wake up tomorrow morning and go, I'm going to find out why Dick Enberg and Steve Snapper Jones kept calling Derek McKee Casper the Friendly right. Ghost. So. Okay. Right. That was a bad call. That was not great. Yell at him, McKean. Yeah. Dick bad. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you Google it, only one thing comes up. Oh, no. Which seems irrelevant, but it's oh. from an article titled McKee, a headache. The Suns, <laughs> and it and it and it mentions the comparison. So there's okay. at least some sort of evidence of it existing. There's a paper trail. That was not a yeah. That was Ricky Pierce. Ugh. This is why we lost the game. I okay. think you're going to be all yeah. right. I mean, come on. The refs jobbed <laughs> us. Look at that. Yeah. Jeez. Like, what is Akeem alive who never like yelled at a ref like that? I mean, at this point in his career. Earlier, he was a little angry, so. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, that's the thing about Akeem. There's, like, two of them. There's, like, the first Akeem, like, the just a, mm, I can't think of a better word right now, but it also has racist implications, but whatever. It was the Savage Elijah line, where he's just out there, like, busting people and just dunking on everybody. That went through, like, 89 to 90. And then um, round 91 is when he had, like, the transformation. He got a little more serene. And uh, this is when he turned to, like, this mode, where he would, do stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the way he's playing in this series is much different than he played in the 87 series against the Sonics. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot more just brutal. He was just uh, just overpowering people. Mm-hmm. They I mean, keep so doubling Perkins. I, yeah. I don't understand that. Oh, man. Ooh. But that's probably an 80s and 90s thing, like... You know, you have to double in down low. Don't right. let him take the open shot. Here we go. Yeah, you think you would trust Elijah on that situation, though? But yeah. Yeah, but if you look the, de- I mean, the defense is pretty. You got to He's got to put it up like right away. Right. Ooh, yeah. Pass. That was a good oh, pass. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He heard. He heard. Not a good pass for my ass, yeah. Jason. I told you it ain't fancy, but it gets the spot, doesn't it? All right. Hey, fair enough. And Winston Garland's already on the court. Yeah, yeah. I feel like at the last possession, he like jumped onto the court too. So yeah, yeah. get used to number twenty-two at the top of your screen, guys. That uh, that man who keeps man, walking out of the court. Oh yeah, he is on the court. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, he is going to get <laughs> a lot on the court in the wow. final yeah. few minutes of this game. Right. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Gotta love. So yeah, Dick Enberg compared. Uh, Derek to Casper the Ghost during a recent broadcast for the way he appears and disappears. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. That. So not endearing, I guess? Or is it like defensively or like he I mean, suddenly appears like in the, you know, to, yeah. Oh, no. It's it's the. It's okay. The, it's it, it, it's just negative. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, not, un- it's not untrue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, you rarely, rarely see a stat line from McKee where it's like, wow, he really dominated that game. He just went out and somehow came up with like 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. A bit wow. Tim Thomasy. out of my butt, and that's right. what he Oh, Tim Thomas. Yeah, yeah, very Tim Thomas. You're right. Like, you never yeah. notice, and then you're like, Tim Thomas scored 18 points. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, look at McKee. He literally averaged 11 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists for his career. Yeah. Right. But, but was McKee? But was McKee the kind of guy who would score like? Oh, uh, was he? Was was he the kind of guy who would score like? Oh, there we go. 
Oh my god, he's even there on court more. Oh, right. I didn't even notice. So I, I the yeah. play that, that I always bring up is the overtime play. It's, it's later, yeah, but yeah, he's right the there at that play right. too. Yeah, <laughs> what are you so doing? He's a serial. Um, yeah, you got doing that. Yeah. Um, so was McKee the kind of guy who would score twenty points one game and two points one game, or was he the kind of guy who would score like somewhere around eleven points every every game? You know, within reason, obviously. Uh, we'll look into that. But first, yeah. look at Kitty Smith with the Frank Selby impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Really blew it there. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, but I, I, it will be interesting, and I don't know if anyone's ever done a study on this, to see if there are certain players who tend to score within a more narrow range of their average um, – versus guys who tend to score, you know, like a, you know, like a wider, like, you know, who, what their median is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, there's definitely guys like that. Uh, well, here, here's sure. the thing with McKee. Um, yeah. So, so just for the 93 season, cause I'm not, I'm not trying to do too much into this. Um, he only scored over 20 points, 15 games. And what did he average? Should look that part up first. Oh well. Uh, um, riveting. So he averaged thirteen and a half points mm-hmm. and only scored over twenty points. Like I said, fifteen times that year. So he was definitely okay. he was not an outburst kind of guy. He was right, right, very much scoring in the teens a lot. Yeah. Now you're you're right. There are some. I can't. I don't know why I can't think of anybody right now. But there's definitely players who will score. Yeah, I mean, to, uh, to Thomas, obviously, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I've like never looked at the numbers, but he's notorious kind of for that, you know. Yeah, you average Jr. 15, Smith. be like 31. Oh, yeah. And then five right. Yeah, yeah, I would think that would be the kind of, you know, like Jamal Crawford or, you know, the, the, the kind of guys who are known for, you know, scoring outbursts off the bench that happen occasionally. Yeah, that, that would be more likely to be, you know, those guys rather than, you know, I, I, I just – I wonder, yeah, if that study has been done and if there is a certain kind of value in just, okay, we're going to get something close to 11 points from this guy every game and we can count on that and we can kind of build or, you know, um, you know, build around that to a certain extent rather than it's going to fluctuate, you know, and we can't necessarily count on that, you know. And and that's like Kyle Korver. If you ever go and look at, like, I recently went and looked at his basketball reference, like every year he's between 11 and 9 points per game. (laughs) It's just like every year since, you know, 2008, he's giving you exactly the same thing. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, There's definitely value in that because those those guys that, uh, if you got to depend on them, but they give you that roller coaster scoring, that, that can get pretty annoying. It's like right. Isn't Mad Mad Max? Mad Max seems like he would be. Oh perfect my God! Guy yes, for this, this game. Yes, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Max right. a perfect example of that. Right. I imagine he probably put up like four points after the fifty-one he had against Cleveland. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No. Th- yeah. That that totally makes sense. Um. Ooh, what a pass! Yeah. And Thorpe. Yeah. Rely on Thorpe to dunk that. Yeah. Also, I need to get my uh, basketball card collection. Uh, like, there was a card I had at Otis Thorpe from, like, whatever, 94, 95. Ooh, I believe I have a and few it, Otis Thorpe. And it's like, yeah. Otis Thorpe led the NBA in dunks for, like, five straight years. And Huh? Really? Huh? It's, yeah, that's what the, I remember. Like, wow. also, this, this is me remembering a card from, like, 20 years I, ago. But I didn't uh, realize that Otis Thorpe went far enough back to have been a Kansas City King. He was uh, he was on the oh, wow. on the Kings yeah. last year in Kansas City. Yeah. Yes, he was. Before they moved. Yeah. 
Man, Gary Payton having a... Now I'm starting to notice Gary Payton. He is just not even close. He is missing so many shots. But like you're saying, thankfully yeah. you don't notice it too much. But yeah, he... Would you say, Rain, is it a 2 of 14 is going to be his final line here? Yeah. Or was that... Oh, wow, yeah. It, it feels it. But, yeah. yeah y'all 2 of 14 for him. Y'all y'all know what the worst Game 7 shooting performances are, right? It's Kuzi and Charmin, yeah. right? Yeah. Kuzi and Charmin. Yeah, I remember when I discovered that I was like, "Jesus Christ!" This is... <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double take. I was like, "This can't be correct." <laughs> Jesus, yeah, combined five for forty. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible call! Yeah, that's a, such yeah. a bad call. Y'all see what they're doing to us? That's a such a terrible <laughs> call. Wait till you see this call. Hakeem should have decked the ref. Yeah, he would. I would have been fine yeah. with it. Watch this. This is bad. So you gotta. Where's the foul? You gotta get. No, hold on, hold on. You'll see how yeah. much of a not foul it is here in a moment. Yeah, the best angle <laughs> oh, for that is basketball. Wow, that that is that is pretty. That is awful. Take that uh, whistle and strangle him with it again. <laughs> Jesus. The baseline angle for fouls in the paint is so bad for eighties or nineties. Yeah, the, the low, the yeah, low right. baseline angle. Seven yeah. guys in front of them. Yeah. Okay, this one more. Oh, oh, yeah, that is that's terrible. Well, we know who uh, who had the under and who. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> and it's Ricky Paris. He's like a ninety percent free throw shooter. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's that's the only other way he scored other than mid range. Well, there you go. The refs are just giving a sonic. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the NBA is well known for uh, rigging things to uh, accommodate the Seattle Supersonics. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's a, yeah. Ghost, it's a ghost foul. It is a ghost yeah. foul on the best free throw shooter they got. Mm. I think I think Hakeem is not clutch. What do you think? <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> that proves it right there. Yeah. yeah. You're right, Skip Bayless. Oh, I Sam. Oh, oh Sam. Oh. What is he looking at? Oh. What's this? Was that another foul? <laughs> they called it. I think was it, 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 it wasn't a foul. It was, it was tipped. Oh, no, it oh my God. No, yeah. No way. And George Carl's pointing at Ori like he did something. Well. Oh, wow. And, I didn't know this was as rigged as it was. Here we go. And, yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to see a Curtis way. I, I, yeah. Told you this game was nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, in fairness, when you've got like guard. Six on the shot clock. Kemp. Sean Kemp for 16. And a four point Sonic lead. Eight against five. That's what's going on right now. There we go. There we go. Oh, big shot, Bob. Man, he's not there yeah. either. Not clutch at all. Trade his ass for Sean Elliott. I'm with you, yeah, Curtis. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who just no, laid out for that steal? Oh my god. Go, go. Yeah. There's four on five. What are you doing? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> the worst era of the NBA, wow. the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> what a horrendous they were five on four. They sat and waited and then passed yeah. it to <laughs> literally the worst possible. Robert pass. Orr, who decided to do his, that, you know, that a strong position. Yeah. That was a hell of a shot. That was pretty that good, was nice, yeah. yeah. Hell of a tie, hell of a shot, yeah. <laughs> furious, <laughs> furious George, yeah. let's go. Yeah. 
I gotta look that one up on eBay, you know. Oh, there, see yeah, a little zoom in. Uh, yeah, I nice, like the Vincent, yeah. Vincent ask you like the the I, biggest. I like how yeah, right. yeah. Gerald Patty on the top is what <laughs> yeah. <still> right. <laughs> Was that his like team building? He's like, hey guys, I got a tie with our names on. <laughs> They're like, oh cool, yeah. cool, George. Yeah. <laughs> Icebreaker, can you find your name on the tie? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo on the tie. Oh, there's something from the 90s to kids that they won't get. Yeah. Where's Waldo? Yeah. All right. Good job, Kenny. Non-basketball question. What is the first movie that you remember watching that took place in the past but during events in your lifetime? What? Yeah, I don't know if I what? understand yeah. the question. All right. So the first movie you remember watching, so you watched it, and it, it takes place in the past, but it took place at, during something that happened in your lifetime. Oh, like for, I understand. For example, The Big Lebowski, I watched it in 1998 when it came out, and it, but it took place in 91 when I was alive, and I remember what happened in 91. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Man, I, I'm trying to watch us get robbed in this game. All right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> All right. We, 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 Curtis, you know, Curtis wants to Zapruder yeah. film this so he can send it to the NBA offices. And All right. All right. Fair enough. Retroactively right. give the Houston Rockets I mean, a third NBA title. All right. Food for thought for any of the listeners. All right. I rescind no, my It's order. a good question, but we it's not, not the time. All right. Fair enough. Mine's a big Lebowski for, for well, the, you know, I'm sure there might be one earlier, but. You know, I was 17 at that point, so probably I watched something that took place. But anyway, not important right now. Look at it. The fans tried to get a travel call. It's because he got fouled. <laughs> I'm glad they oh, stole oh, oh, Weird. Weird. Huh. They're free. You oh, got to yeah. make them. They're, you know. Well, hey, look, man. A king can't be great at everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. surely he's going to make this like next one. He's not going to miss this throw. free yeah. throw. I mean, he's going to make this one for sure. There yeah. You go. Okay. yeah, there you go. I actually thought he missed that one. I think he misses one later in the game. I thought that was the one yeah. he missed. Never mind. Sorry. He asked Locked 50 minutes, by the way. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's looking a little tired. Yeah. They... Yeah, fair. Who's the, who's the backup Houston Rockets big? Like. Do they have one? Tree Rollins? <laughs> it's yeah, I was going to say, is it Tree Rollins? Yeah. Tree Rollins. Sam, I am. Let's go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Wasn't someone like Adrian Caldwell around here? Or is that earlier? Um, All right. You're, uh, you're back up big for the um, – yeah, I pretty mean, much – Pretty much a Tree Rollins, right? Um, yeah, I think Carl Herrera technically also was backup center. See, Matt 40, Bullard, I guess. 47 year old Tree Rollins and Matt Bullard. Okay, well. Yeah. Not great. Like, even Sam was surprised he made that shot. Yeah, Sam's like, hell. Yeah. He was a little too happy he made it. Look at it. Hey, oh. You know what? Allow the man to be joyful. You know? I'm not and saying that's Hakeem's legacy. Yeah, go on, Curtis. I was say he can't be. Not that he can't be joyful. You just just could tell by the way he reacted that he's yeah. a little too happy. All right, Bullard's on the court. Oh. Biggest possession of the season. Oh yeah, give it to him. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, what's Matt Bullard in there for? Like defensive rebounding? Or like what? I don't know yeah. what the. 
No, to shoot a three. Three point shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. That's fair. Offense, yeah. defense, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's Magical. that's definitely Hakeem's legacy to me in a way. That we make fun of some of these rosters, but he actually won with them the next year and right, the year right. after. Obviously, they get Clyde Drexler, but they were basically journeyman role players for most part. Like Mad Maxwell, if you look at his career after the after the Houston years, it's it's not that good. And I think it says a lot about what Hakeem was capable of. Oh, you know what the big difference is between the 93 team and the 94 that won the title? They got Mario Ellie. Uh, oh, yeah. They, yeah. Got, they got they got Ellie and Cassell that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two guys oh, yeah. you could depend on. Yeah, Cassell right. was huge. To play, to play yeah. guard. Right. Um, and Richard Petrushka as well. Of <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then later on, they got Pete Chilcut really short up the front. Oh, yeah, obviously. Chili yeah. Pete. How to get Chilcut. Yeah. I mean, I did like Pete Chilcut. So. Yeah. I think he um, played major minutes in 95 and against the Magic. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, Shaq was getting people in foul trouble. Bullard, uh, he had his career uh, high in points this season with 7.3 um, points per game <laughs> in the 93 season. So. Huh? Yeah. Oh, Derek. Casper. He's disappearing in the big moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, surely this won't uh, affect the game in any way. He'll just sink this shot nicely. Oh, oh. no. Oh, my goodness. Oh. OT with the rebound. There we yeah. go. All right. Here we go. This is the faithful play. So, so keep an eye on number 22 at the top yeah. of your screen for people that have not seen Bullard this. Bullard on so. the court. Yeah. Top, top left of yeah. the screen. Just watch the Rockets bench. This. Yeah. There he is. He's leaning. He's ready. He's getting in position. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like he's like yeah. on the starting line of a pack race. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. There we go. So, yeah, look at the blitz. And then, yeah, so yeah. the key comes out and then Perkins comes out too. I mean, that's. Yeah, so number yeah. 22 is not in the game. He's calling for the out of bounds right. on the court. Right. right. <laughs> Ugh. Now, now uh, apparently, theoretically, if the um, Rockets had made a three there, it would have counted, or any shot for that matter, it would have counted, and Seattle would have had a technical free throw. So, oh yeah, there there could be some benefit to doing that, and you know. Um, you know, and and the penalty would obviously be worth the you know if you get an extra point would would be worth the um the mistake but yes but very uh very bizarre thing to have happened. My memory is obviously a bit hazy, but I swear I once saw this happen between Portland and the the big free Celtics. It was probably 08 or 09. Portland actually did hit a free with six men on the court, and Boston got just one point out of it. So Portland won the exchange. Yes, but I, I might have I might have remembered that wrongly. I, I remember something like that too. Yes, I I forgot about that, but I think there was something. I, I I'll look it up right now. But yeah, this is so. The Rockets were playing fast and loose. Is it like Garland <laughs> was on the court, but there's also like three other guys. Half yeah, the they're all. I mean, yeah, yeah. Brooks is all the way up there. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, so as I said, I, at fansided.com, I have an article about that last play, uh, a little bit about Winston Garland, too. But yeah, the, the part that I really enjoyed about that play the most is 
Seattle's oh they got the Owen around the court and shit. Yeah, why is Mr. Garland still walking around? Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out, you know. But uh, it really shows like we were talking about Seattle's defense there is so you you, you know they triple team Hakeem. Hakeem gets it out. Um, Derek McKee, you know, gets right up on Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell pump fakes him. He blows past Derek McKee, and then Sam Perkins comes out of nowhere uh, to, to put a good defense on, on him, too. So it's just cool that, yeah, one through five, it seemed like all those guys on Seattle could guard just about anybody else. So that's, you know. Well, yeah. well you're right. Earlier you mentioned how they're just uh, they're fast, but also just lengthy. There's just length, yeah. Like the only longest arms in the world. Terry Teagle has the look of questioning whether he – Rudy really believes that I don't know. We got a chance, guys. Scotty Brooks is better yeah. than him. <laughs> right. Okay, blow the series, Rudy. Yeah. Okay, look, we can't blame Rudy for this. Like. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying what what Terry Teagle looks like. Oh, I'm sure he expected yeah. bigger things. Okay. Right. All right. Terry Teagle thinks that he should be out there right now. You know. Taking the Yo, big shot. Me the ball, we wouldn't be in this situation. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Thor curse. He gets better. Does it though? I mean, not this game, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's here's the yeah. replay. Here we go. Yeah. Great pass in. Oh yeah, he should have dumped it to Ori. Yeah. 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 But but Kemp, Kemp was sliding over too though. That yeah. Look right. at Sam yeah, coming with the big yeah, his long yeah. ass arms like you were saying there. Yeah, man. If that ball bounces behind Kemp, like, right? Yeah. What does Winston do? Does he grab the ball right. and be like, "Oops, yeah. hey, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here." Like, that just fascinates me. If that ball just went over yeah. Sean Kemp's head, right, or yeah. over his hands, and just like it bounces to Winston, <laughs> it's just like, uh, "Hi," because his mannerisms is as if he believes he's on the sideline. Right. Yeah, he's not even wearing the warm up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't played in 27 minutes. Hawaii's off for three. Oh, uh, yeah. Good pass. Not bad. Yeah, yeah not the yeah, worst. Yeah, uh, considering the circumstances, not the worst. You know, situation search that you could have gotten. So, yeah. There you go. That was fun. Yeah. 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 It was Cur- fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Curtis, it was fun to fun to talk with you. Hopefully, you. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, sorry to bring up bad memories, but yeah, y'all owe better. me now. We got to watch something that. We're keeping larger about this stomps on people. All right, well, <laughs> that's fair. I, yeah, you get to pick the next one. He, he plays know. in those uh, the 2001 uh, Raptors Sixers series, so you know. Oh, is he in that series? Really? Is he on? The- I think he's the corpse of Hakeem Olajuwon is still on the team. Then I what, was he out there? No one. Or was he there? Was it after that? It was the year. It was the year after. It was the year after. Oh, was okay, it? Okay. It was, yeah, okay. It was, it was, it was, yeah. I remember it was the, uh, when he was with the Raptors. They had the little uh, American flag on the. All the jerseys in the NBA. Uh, That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. Right. He was still, he was still yeah. a Rocket then the prior year. Okay. You're right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. We can do 86 Rockets Lakers, the Samson shot. Uh, there you go. But, but that that's not a keen. He got thrown out of that game for fight. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what you wanted him to do. Mick, you wanted him to fight. Mick, <laughs> Mick Kupchak baited him. That's, into that's that true. That's, 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 he did smack the crap out of Mick Kupchak, though. That's yeah, that was, that was nuts. Yeah, that was uh, very mm-hmm. clear. That that was Mick Kup- Kendrick's uh, final game as well. So, I mean, yeah, he I'm getting Peters in. Yeah, he went out with a uh, he went out with bang, so to speak. So. Well, you know, there's plenty of games <laughs> from '94, '95. Ooh, probably should do one from Utah since I hate them. All right, yeah, there, there you go. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll find. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Right, I, 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 I do like I do like the idea of getting um of getting a Vince Carter game though because you know that's a that that'd be a good thing to celebrate. So you know, 
you know, yeah, Vince deserves. I mean, there's lots of things wrong with what's happening, uh, but it did kind of suck that Vince's last game, apparently his last game, came on that situation. Right, they had to like right. hurry him out there, and then he had to like take yeah. the shot where nobody's guarding him, type thing, where it's like you know, right. like some senior that like I just you know the final game of the year, and there's. You know, well, a kid I, that got leukemia and he still came to the team. They did that where they're like, you know, he gets on the court and everyone's like, oh, take the shot, Vince. And he t- you know, like he takes his right. three when no one's guarding him. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. He did <laughs> like, make it. He did, which is fantastic. I'm glad he, he made it. So. Yeah, if he had missed it, that would be kind of embarrassing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where everyone's standing like, ah, yeah, yeah. And then he like bricks yeah, it. Give it like, back to him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The, game's <laughs> there. the buzzer's going, no, no, it's fine. The game's still going. Come on, Vince. Like, he's like, guys, come on, please. <laughs> Take it till you make it. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Of course, um, you know we'll include links to all the stuff that um, that Curtis and Rainus are uh, doing, so you can uh, subscribe and follow them, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think we might do this again uh, soon. We'll find another game to uh, watch and to talk about. So, hopefully, you enjoyed this, and you can. Um, you can, of course, follow us uh, at Over and Back. Right now, we're working on getting our podcast archives back up, but the YouTube channel is still active. Um, I, I think we're going to post this one onto um, iTunes. If you're listening to it, you can um, also – we'll include a link to the game so you can watch it in sync. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Anything else, Rich? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us and uh, taking our minds off uh, <laughs> and getting a chance to laugh and, and watch some basketball. So. All right. Always good stuff. Everyone take care and stay safe. Uh, Practice social distancing, and uh, hopefully we'll all get through this together fairly soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.